Tomahawk, my little flute benders, and welcome to I Like to Movie Movie, the podcast about movie movies. My name is Garrett Smith. My name is Dan Scully. And uh, you can, uh, I don't know, I don't even know where to begin tonight. I guess with the plugs. I like yeah, doing we'll the plugs, do plugs up top. So you guys know where yeah, to find Yeah, you know us. where we to find us. We would appreciate it if you would like and subscribe. Yes. Uh, anywhere you get podcasts, you can find us. It is wonderful. Yeah, it's I like... It's so easy. We bring the entertainment to you. You don't have to go to it. That's, that's right. That's what's so fun about it. I Like to Movie on like uh, to Twitter, movie Facebook, Gmail. numeric two. Yes. Get at us. Uh, and we are joined joined by a brand new guest uh, tonight, uh, Tori Potenza, one of the hosts of... Did I get your last name right? Did I say it correctly? You did get it right. Hell yeah. Uh, I just learned it. That yeah. was amazing. Potenza. Yeah, right there on. we go. Potenza. We're all there uh, now. One of the hosts of a uh, brand new Philly film podcast, joining our, our little circle here. Uh, Butter with that. Welcome, Tori. Thank you guys for having me on. I'm yeah. very excited. Of course, we are too. Uh, tell people about Butter with that and where they can find it. Yeah, so uh, it's just me and a couple friends um, who just all happen to work in the same place and all we did was talk about movies all day. So we were like, oh, maybe we can turn this into a thing. So uh, it's fairly new. We're going into our third month. Um, all of the months are uh, themed. So our first month, uh, September, was underrated favorites. And then we did... Uh, our favorite horror movies, and now we are doing um, different animated films. Um, oh. So yeah, uh, we're butter with that. You can find us on um, Instagram, Facebook. I think there's a Twitter. I uh-huh. don't know. I don't tweet. Um, yeah, we're we're on all the things. It's <laughs> become an increasingly good policy in life. Yeah, yeah. I don't tweet. Yeah, it's <laughs> a think good thing for mental health purposes. Yes. It's probably best. Yeah. What uh, is a uh, what's an underrated favorite? Um. Like, what did we, like, decide they were? Or if you just have a good example of one. I don't want to necessarily make you spoil your episode. No, I mean, (laughs) it's the first... If you, like, look us up on, you know, iTunes and stuff, it just says what it is. Oh, right on. uh, Mine that I did was Locke um, with Tom Hardy, because I think that movie rules. We're big fans. Yeah. Um, And, like, I think we all kind of just, like, decided to interpret it how we wanted to. Like, I picked that one because I just felt like a lot of people didn't actually see it, even though technically it was, like, rated very highly and everything. But Didn't Connor pick um dread he did yeah. yeah and i got to watch dread for the first time Hell which yeah. was crazy yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i like that movie a lot yeah. dread rules mm-hmm. yeah it's alex really garland mm. yeah good stuff uh cool dread is similar very much to a movie the raid <laughs> yes <laughs> that's called a transition y'all <laughs> yeah and uh the raid came out what was that like four or five years ago well, I think it might even be a little, lo- little longer. A little longer yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that was like, it was a the introduction. It was kind of a game changer. The yeah. Raid, I think everyone agrees, is a, is a game changer in style. It's one of those movies, like The Matrix, or like I always say, Tron. Yeah, that yeah. For a while, every movie that was going for anything even remotely similar suddenly started to look like that. Yes. And so that was, I always forget, is that Evans or Edwards? I think it's Edwards. I think it's Evans. Is it? I think it's Evans. Ah, you might be right. Yes, I think you are right. Yeah. Edwards is the one that did Rogue One and Godzilla. I think so. My, see, the mnemonic in my head is like, Edwards sounds wonky and Evans sounds sleek. Uh-huh. And so I think of the sleekness of yeah. the raid. Uh, I think that's right. We should probably confirm. Yeah, it's Gareth that. Evans. Yeah, yeah, Boom. yeah. And it's so funny too. They they look very similar. They're do they like really? Pudgy white guys. Oh my god, they do. And so oh, yeah, they're, they're back to back when you search <laughs> Gareth. Yes, and that means Evans is who just did Apostle. 
Uh, yes, he just yeah. did Apostle. Oh, yeah. weird. And yeah. so Which Rain, we just watched. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was a cool movie. Yeah, Apostle was uh, gnarly. It was a gnarly, yeah. gnarly movie. Yeah. Impeccably directed. Yeah. That was really what I took away so from good. that. So di- So well directed. Yeah. And the... Uh, Dan Stevens I'll just say is, the design, yes. the creature design oh, I know. is very cool. It's if awesome. you call it that, that yeah. was. And Dan Stevens is acting he in is, that oh, movie. He's acting. The, you know, that's what I like about him is yeah. he is an actor. Yeah, yeah. One of my favorite things he ever did was the audio book for Murder on the Orient Express, what? and that is like a heavy cast of uh, you know story, yeah. and he does yeah. a different voice for every one of them, and they're it's so Are you good. Serious? It's it's such a good <laughs> that's listen. Amazing. Highly recommend it. <laughs> And because yeah, I listened to it before the new movie came out, because mm-hmm. I didn't know the story, and I liked the movie well enough, but that audiobook was the like the best version you can get of that. Because he it. just crushes it. Yeah, and it, and it's funny the way he does it. It's just very good. But anyway, yeah. yeah. So Gareth, Gareth Evans, Evans did the yeah. raid, and the raid introduced us to a team of fight choreographers, stunt people, yep. uh, martial artists. I don't know what you call them. Yeah, that sort of. Uh, they kind of molded what the raid looked like on a choreography level. Yeah. And they, they too, have changed the field a little bit. They totally have. And so this is... I don't know how to how to bring it to what we're watching now. Well, so they... You know, so it's this um, stunt team, I think, is the yes. best way to, to talk about them. It's this stunt team made up of... We were just talking about this. We're not exactly sure, but I think it's like an international team of um, men and women. Uh, from a bunch of different countries that seem to maybe know a variety of styles of martial arts that they mm-hmm. kind of mix and match into their fight choreography. Um, and uh, they got famous from the raid. The raid two was made pretty quickly on the heels of the raid uh, and was an even big, I'm pretty sure like it made an even bigger splash in America than the raid did. Uh, so much so that J.J. Um, Abrams then cast them in episode seven. Mm. Um, they play one of the gangs that is after Han Solo in, in episode seven. They run around a ship for a little bit. They yeah. don't get to do much karate. They do not. But um, they yeah. just zip around and yep. Han Solo is just like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> That's their whole function. One of the leads got cast in um, Furious Six. We, we were trying to figure out. If they they might have right. both yeah. got. Uh, Joe Taslam, I think, is the one guy's name. And the other guy's name I have no handle on. You have a better Eco- one than I do. Eco Uice? Yeah, Eco Uice, uh, which we are probably butchering these names entirely. Um, so anyway, these guys like kind of made their way to American movies. Eco Uice was just in Mile 22 with uh, oh, and Mark he Wahlberg. he was not in any of the Furious movies. Okay. But... Um you might not. Oh wait, no, never mind. I was looking at the wrong one. I was like, is he in a different Star Wars? But no, it was just oh. a, it was just a fucked up poster. Yes. Uh, so he's in Mile Twenty Two. He's in Mile Twenty Two. Uh, so yeah, they've made their way into American action movies. Uh, and I, I, for me, the thing that is like so crazy about these guys is not just the choreography itself. And Evans brings like a real the way he shoots the choreography is like very interesting and, and feels fresh. It to me, it's like the speed and furiosity of their choreography feels like unmatched to me. Like I don't think I've ever seen fight choreography so intense before. If mm-hmm. that makes sense, there's like I don't know. It's like faster and and crazier than than like way more intense than I've ever seen. There's a uh, what's the word for it? I don't know they're going for brutality. Yeah, I think the idea is that they're going for. A type, uh, and this was actually, I think, pioneered by Tony Jaw's team. Yes, in Ung Bak, where it was that his, uh, you could actually see the blows connecting. Yeah, that was key. They yeah. weren't just moving their head, and it didn't look like a Rocky fight. And so the blows were connecting, and that was, I think, what Tony Jaw brought to it. And so these guys are trying to make it more brutal. Yes, by 
impossibly snapping bone yeah. by throwing bodies into the air more so than than you would normally see. Yeah. But then this one is goes on from Gareth Evans. This yes. one's Timo Tahanto. Yes, and I don't I'm not familiar with him, are you? He's he did he worked with Gareth Evans on VHS two. Oh, okay. And okay. so that is where he comes into play. So yeah. you know but if you look at the segment in VHS two that did that they did together, it is very interested in being gruesome. Yeah. And kind of showy with the way that it uh you know things are choreographed. It's and it, I think it's probably the best segment in that movie. We were, we were talking oh, about that doubt. before, yeah. But he also did a movie called Killers that I heard was good, but oh, I've yeah. not seen. I remember that. Um, may the force be with you. May the devil take you. <laughs> oh, that oh, looks pretty wild. Yeah, I, I, I really don't know any of these. Headshot, which I imagine. Oh, he did an ABCs of Death. Oh, okay, uh, uh, Headshot is supposed to be excellent. Okay. That's like a movie I've heard people talk about a lot. Um, yeah, and and so I this seems to be. I don't know. This feels a little more like, and this is just me talking off the cuff here. This feels a little more like they directed their own movie, if that makes sense. Like Mm -hmm. this feels a lot like they got to just like really go buck wild with like what they could do with their choreography uh, when they have a great special effects team. Because that's where this movie takes kind of its own path and, and, and blazes its own path away from the raid is in the splatter effects of this movie. Uh Tori, I don't know like where you sit with. I guess you're a big reanimator fan, so I guess you have some sort of splatter appreciation to some extent. I do. I was worried because before when we talked about this, yeah. basically you were just like, "Oh, this is going to be like really brutal," and I was yeah. like, "Well, we've watched a lot of things on Netflix that are brutal," and you're like, "No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> this is different." I had heard this was intense. Yeah, but surprisingly, it didn't bug me as much as I thought it would because yeah. some of the uh, like squishier parts of movies yeah. um, are not my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> um, and there was a lot of that in yeah. this movie. Um, but I think honestly, it was just because like the fights were so well done and everything looked so amazing that I was like, "This is so cool." Yeah, yeah. I want to compare it to. I recently, maybe not so recently. When did we see Hard Boiled? Oh Roxy, man, back. yeah, uh, last year, Hard Boiled, last fall, I think. Last fall, thereabouts. Yeah. And Hard Boiled. Have you seen Hard Boiled? No, I haven't. It's one of John Woo's original movies from. Is he Hong Kong? Hong Kong, yeah, Hong Kong, and it is gun foo of the highest order there's barely it's not even like fist fighting yeah it is just people spraying bullets and it's pure calamity but yeah. he found this he found a a sweet spot where it doesn't become nonsense yeah where there's so much craft on display that you don't really care about the dislogic that's happening at all counts I mean, <laughs> yeah. there's a there's a crazy scene where a dude's just got a baby in his arm yeah and it is important that the baby is played by a doll because of the shit that he does with the baby in his, <laughs> yeah. in his arm yeah and so i think this was kind of going for that where it's like we're giving you a plot, but we're actually here to exercise acrobatics yes. and to walk that line between pure nonsense of just splat, 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 and some sort of craft. Yeah. I don't think they nailed it as tightly as something like Hard Boiled. No. But I think it was a very valiant effort, and it came close. Yeah. I had a blast with yeah. this movie. Mm-hmm. I thought this movie was like really fun to watch. I think that uh, something like The Raid holds up for me in a way where I want to watch The Raid again, and, and like somewhat frequently there's there's some meat on the bones of mm. of something like the raid the raid that, found that sweet spot yeah this it is found kind of lacking a simple that plot that that its actors could speak well to yeah. through the fights yeah and so and like the raid 2 which is still really kind of yeah. excellent is a little too bloated it's where like a it little too godfathery it's just a little too yeah. godfathery and like the raid just found that line and i think this falls more on the raid 2 yes um it's a little scrappier than than Raid Two, For and sure. it's certainly more interested in splatting. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, uh, yeah. The plot. I mean, the plot worked well enough for me here. I, I was. I like. 
I kind of like the reveal that these guys were both on a path to be, uh, what do they call them, the six Cs? Mm. Yes. That they like both ended up wanting to be part of the triads after having been in a gang together where it seemed like the idea was like, no, no, the triads are dangerous. Like, we need to stay out of them and their business. Yeah, let's stay low level where it's safe. Yeah. Would have been um, a smart move. Yeah, I was kind. I, I kind of liked that plot development that it didn't turn out that just one of them had gone for that. They yeah, actually yeah. both had. Uh, but that had this weird cumulative effect of like, then at that point I was like, well, then who am I rooting for in this movie? Mm. Both of these guys voluntarily voted to be like massacre level killers. So who am and I followed like, through on it? Yeah. 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 A lot. So like, where am I? What, what is my, uh, and you know, your allegiance, I think mostly ends up with Taslam simply because he's protecting a little girl, mm. but that's it. That's the only well, cause reason he had that, that moment. Well, cause I think the difference between the two of them is, uh, Ito yes. had that moment where he was like, I can't do this anymore and I'll do anything to get out. Right. This is his John Wick job. Yeah, yeah, This yeah. is his doing an impossible job and yeah. getting out, which this movie is very influenced by John Wick, yeah, yeah. which was influenced it by the It also reminded me of The Killer, John Woo's movie. Oh, yeah, 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 That's a similar, like, oh, I realize now that I need to get out, so I got to do this one last task yes. to get out. What makes him different Thief. from... Uh, like Thief, too. Thief. I still yeah. have to see Thief. Oh, I know that's so one good. of your favorites. Yeah. It's, it's rules, gotta be, that's man. Michael Mann, right? Michael Mann. Michael, and James Caan. James Caan. James yeah. Caan. He's so funny. Um, <laughs> but I think, you know, what is the other guy's name? Not Ito. Oh, uh, uh, Ari, Ar- Ar- Arion? I don't know. I feel like I should have written down the name. I think oh, it was yeah, Arion, right? Yeah, Arion. It was Arion. <laughs> yeah. And um, the only reason that he didn't go through with the final killing was yeah. because of their past together. True. It wasn't some moralistic yeah. moment. So, like, he has a little bit more of a villainous edge. Yes. And also because I think he has the option at any point to just kind of walk away and yeah. doesn't. So he gets a li- he's a little bit more villain. But by the time that they're cutting each other up in a kitchen yeah. or whatever, or a warehouse or whatever, yeah. I was really just there for the craft. Yes. And Which was incredible. It was in incredible. Yeah. I, and it sounds like I'm talking shit on this movie. This no, movie no, no. was awesome. Yeah. I think it would have been better if they just kept it simple with this guy's a hitman, yeah. this guy wants out. Yeah. But inform us with both of their backgrounds that they're not good guys. Yeah. You still can have that great brutal scene at the end yeah. where they can both be destroyed. You yeah. Know? But I, I don't know. Well, I, they also have that conversation like in the flashback where the one guy, um, which it begins the A. What was it again? Oh, Ariana. Ariana. All right. Cool. Ariana. Uh, <laughs> Ariana. Great. Ariana Grande. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so they have that conversation and he's the one that's like super stoked about potentially yeah. joining like the triad. Mm-hmm. And then the other guy's the one that's like, no, we're definitely not doing that. And then they walk away and I'm like, okay, well I kind of buy that. Like the one guy wants to join then and might yeah. go behind his back and do it. But like, I don't understand why Ido decided to, and they kind of just drop that and don't really go back to it. There was that one line where white boy, Bobby, well, uh, yeah. white boy, Bobby, <laughs> we, we'll get to crazy him. white boy, superpower of not giving a fuck and yeah. just kind of, <laughs> being so crazy good. yeah uh he says something to the effect of you get off on murder to Ito. Oh, yeah and they don't explain that any further but it kind of gave me the impression that as Ariane was saying like hey we should join the triad like we'd be good at that and he was like no stay away from that that's dangerous i kind of almost got the impression that like he had already made Ito had already made the decision that he was Ito gonna was, join was the better choice from the the triads. Yes. And they probably were like, You gotta move up. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so he was like, I have to, but I you know, it's not my choice. Right. I was hungry for it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I, that was the read. I think yeah. it was kinda like he already knew that that was his next step and he was trying to dis- dissuade 
Arian from following in his footsteps. Mm-hmm. Arian didn't know that he was about to follow in his footsteps. He was like, I think he was like almost like lying to him, like trying to keep it a secret from him that he had already was already making moves to like yeah, yeah, get yeah. into that. Um, that was how I read it, but I, I, you know, it is definitely not clear on on that part of their history. Yeah. Um, and I only read it that way because of that one white boy Bobby line, like him being like, "Well, you get off on murder." I'd be willing to bet too that there's probably a lot more to the script of this movie that we don't see one time around. Yeah. Because like when I'm trying to figure out who's who and what's what, uh, in between just massive carnage, yes. and you sort of start to figure it out midway through. You know, I started. I figured it out right at the point where I kind of stopped caring. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So going into it again knowing everything it might work a little bit better i yeah. think and could potentially clear up some of these details cuz i'm unsure yeah mm-hmm. and but at the same time if it is purposefully ambiguous that works too yeah, yeah, yeah that, that works yeah. Uh, yeah i think so uh, and i for me the the final fight I think had stakes that worked maybe a little bit better for me than they did mm-hmm. for you uh just from the sound of what you're saying but i still kind of agree with you like it it they're, they're, there's a meter. What I was saying yeah. before this started is, on the one hand, there's stakes, yeah. which I think were definitely there. I was yeah. clear on the stakes, uh, you know, as well well enough that I need to be, but I didn't care. Yeah, and I'm wondering if less stakes, you know, less attention to building those stakes yeah. and more attention to just like fucking getting me there. Yeah might be preferred but i don't really know what that balance is i right before that fight started i really was feeling like well i don't really know who i'm rooting for and then once it got into the meat of the fight and i started thinking about that i was like oh but that kind of makes this fight work mm-hmm. the fact that i'm not really on either of their sides uh, like actually kind of makes this fight exciting because i don't really i'm not like rooting for one of them so i'm not already in a place of like pre-thinking like okay this is how movies work like he's gonna get out of this somehow Mm. i literally had no idea which way that fight would go so every time they turned the tables on each other i was like this is awesome this could go either way you know what i mean also funny that you guys said that because i feel like for me like i was like still clearly on ito's side oh really part yeah but i think that's also because i felt like um was it Ariane? is that where we're going with i I think forgetting (laughs) we'll make it Ariane. yeah Yeah. Ariane. great um I feel like there was like I don't know if sleaziness is the right word, but there is agree. this kind of like I'm tr- just trying to like get up in the ranks yeah. type deal, yeah. which I didn't necessarily get from Ito. So I think inherently mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I don't really trust you. Even though at the same time, like he was a total badass, and yeah. that first fight scene with him in the club is amazing. Oh, yeah. amazing. That's hardcore. Um, yeah. But yeah, in my I head, I was right. like, yeah, Ito is still like maybe a little bit more. There's like a nobility to yeah, Ito, maybe exactly. or something. Yeah, yeah. I think it's trying to get us there because I agree. I was still rooting for Ito. But because uh, I, I think the issue is like if I do care more, then it puts in a situation where we can't have such brutal carnage because yeah. someone's got to be like yeah. really good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, and I do. I sided with Ito as well, but only just enough that I was like, he's still got to die. He's yeah. still got to finish this thing. Yeah. But I want him to die with with honor, I guess, is, mm-hmm. is the right word. Yeah. yeah. Which they do get you there. You know, mm-hmm. that yeah. ending, yeah, oh, you yeah. know, uh, the things that I would have wanted to happen happen in the ending. You know, the, mm. the little girl kind of is not at his side anymore, which is a good thing for it's a her. a very good thing. Uh, and, and I'm glad that that assassin lady left her, too, because even though she was pretty virtuous, at least in the vacuum of this movie, yeah. at the same time, it was like, yeah, just get out of that life. Yeah, this girl <laughs> doesn't need to be. Yeah, this girl doesn't need to be part get of this. Get into shipping. You're here at the, yeah, yeah, at the shipping yeah. yard. Do something there. <laughs> Lift a container. We can use you. Yeah. That'll be good. Oh, I love how it's centered on the docks. There was like so much talk about the docks. You need to have the docks. Gotta have the it's docks. It's not an action movie without the docks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's what's so crazy about this movie, though. Uh, do you guys even remember that there was an entire fight scene in a butcher shop? Yes. I was thinking that just now where I was like, oh, wait, that was so long ago. Yeah. Well, I remember because somebody takes a bone 
and uses a tomahawk action to uh-huh. stab someone else with said bone. It was like a It's as if the bone itself were a bone, bone tomahawk. tomahawk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that scene was amazing. That was, and it was really gross. Yeah, and it was like where the movie had already been like pretty gross, like the bottle in that guy's mouth oh, in yeah. the oh, it was so first good. scene with Ariane was like pretty awesome. But like it hadn't it you know, sometimes with these martial arts movies, I was like, okay, it was a lot of like broken bones and stabbings and stuff mm. in that first scene. I was like, all right, this is what martial arts does. This is cool. That butcher scene was like, no, no, this is actually like a whole, th- th- this is legitimately a splatter movie. Like, oh, yeah. this is a whole other level of, of what that could be. Everybody, when this first dropped, was like tweeting, like, the, the blood is like a character. You know, New York's a character. Yeah, the blood's yeah. a character. But I think it is. Like, oh, they yeah. were trying oh, yeah. to mm-hmm. paint with the blood a little oh, bit, totally. for lack of a better term. Yeah. Um, that and that was tough for me at first to try and figure out what angle it was. The tone like, that it was is actually this Ricky O, where yeah. it's just we're just throwing blood everywhere. Is this dead alive? Yeah, you know, or is it more the raid, which right. is gory but not uh, like people in the raid only bleed as much as a person would bleed for real. <laughs> yeah, whereas in this, people bleed <laughs> gallons more than yeah. a human body's capable of holding. Yeah, but you know, it's I think it walks that type rope fairly well between those two things. It took a little bit for me to figure out how far they were going. Yeah. Um, I think what did it was the introduction of the Butcher character. Yes. He was so heightened and cartoony that it was like, oh, this isn't trying to be the departed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just... They're really just going to try and yeah. you know paint some uh, violent poetry, and I think they do an okay job, like tipping their hat to that early. There's that thing where the one guy literally it's, says, I mean, "The butcher was pretty early." Uh, yeah, that yeah, starts off pretty mm-hmm. early. But I think even before that, there was that scene where the the one sixties uh, uh, guy said to, "It's so weird to say all these words together." Said to Ariane, uh, "Oh, it, it's just like a gangster movie." Like he literally yeah, yeah, said yeah. to him within the movie, "Like this is just like it." Like they they were kind of tipping their hat, I think, to like. We know that this is a movie movie, you know, like this is we're going to sort of like really go for it. But they I still think they were trying to like ride that line a little bit. Like oh, it, yeah. it, it was not. Um, I think they wanted to give it realism and weight. Yeah. But they're trying to betray that realism with inherent artifice. Yeah. And it's. I think there, it walks there that is line a perfect line, well. and it walks it. I think as as well as yeah. I could put into words. I, I don't know what I'd tweak to make yeah. that line better. Yeah. You know, I, I just don't know. Because even like this is so post John Wick, it looks yeah. very much like John yeah. Wick. But like John Wick is not splattering. No, you know that's like the raid. It's about impact. It's yeah. about crisp fighting. Yeah, this is all. This is all slices. Yes, yeah. yeah. slicing going on. Also thinking about it, like in the sixties, guys specifically, because yeah. like you don't really see him do much. Right. Like, did anyone get like the fear or of like this triad? Because I'm like thinking about that now, and I'm like, oh yeah, like I don't know if I was like scared of those people like if anything it seems to be all the underlings who are doing everything it was kind of odd well, it was interesting to me the way the beginning set us up for what the six c's was with mm-hmm. just the text on screen was like three men three women they're killers like hired killers for the triads right and then the next shot was a line of six people with guns in their hands mm-hmm. and so i assumed we were looking at the six c's yeah. And it wasn't until much later in the movie that I realized Taslim was the only actual six C's there at that massacre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That actually the six C's, it seems like, are basically like crime lords yeah. in different areas of the world uh, that then have underlings that sort of perform all this mm. stuff for them is sort of the impression I But I get I got. the sense that the reveal was that the trads were like, oh, no, we're orchestrating this. We needed to clean house. Right, yeah. Before, like, the, the you know, the mm-hmm. big guys come in right, or right. whatever it was. I, I don't yeah, know. That's that, such that, an odd throwaway that. line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, that was a weird, confusing plot point, actually, where he was like, I'm going to explain this entire plot by saying... We wanted this to happen. That was like mid-movie, right? Yeah, yeah. I feel like that uh, would have more weight later in the movie if yeah. they were like, you guys think this is all drama. We managed this. This yeah. is what we knew yeah. would happen. We needed you to get rid of each other so our hands were clean. Right. Like, that's mm-hmm. That would have been real effective. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. You know, I, I, but I don't know if that was what they were even going for. If I'm just reading a trope into it, mm-hmm. you know, based on what I know about these movies. I, I, I do know. think that's what they were trying to apply with that line of dialogue. And I think that's where what you're saying comes in. Like, I kind of agree with you that that, that like the way the the dial the the text on screen in the beginning set us up for the six scenes mm-hmm. made me think that they were all Joe Taslim characters, that mm-hmm. they were all these like highly trained, highly skilled assassins when it seemed like the reality was more like they're more like like mob bosses mm-hmm. that sort of control groups of people that mm-hmm. are these badass fighters and killers. Well, and that was the reveal on on Joe Taslim. <laughs> we're just going to call him by his name. Joe y- Taslim yeah. was that... Ito. Ito, yeah, yeah. That was that he was in charge of that group. Exactly, yeah. Because you know, the whole thing was it looked like he turned on them and it was no, he was actually commanding them and then yeah. just had a tweak. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're all a bunch of assholes. Yes, but man, can they slice? Mm-hmm. But I think that's is what ha- was happening then. Is I think what they were saying was like we basically tried to turn these six gangs on each other so that they would kind of clean each other up and we would no longer have to worry about this like monster we accidentally created by creating the six C's mm. to protect the triads. Yeah. I do not know if that's accurate to what's happening in the movie, but that's the impression I got. I also got the impression that I get was yeah. that the um, <laughs> the guy who said that, it seemed to me, and this is, of course, I, I don't think this was on the text, but I was yeah. reading into the idea that they were cleaning house, but they were also causing chaos to draw the higher-ups in. Oh, and right. And it seemed to be a power move that it's like, if we draw them in, we can then climb up. Around. Oh, interesting, yeah. And mm-hmm. so like, that's how I kind of read it, at least in his performance, but, you yeah. know. Yeah, I like that idea too because that speaks to the almost trickle up policy of like you got to kill up. It's yeah, the only yeah. way. Yeah, you have to kill up. Uh, so one of the things that I was like very impressed with in this movie, and and you and I have talked about this before, Dan, but I don't know that they've totally gotten a chance to shine before this movie is the actual performances of these actors mm. that are stunt performers. It's why both raid movies work so well, as these stunt performers are actually very good actors. But I really thought both. Uh, Joe Taslam and Eco Uis. Eco Uis were not like, so much in the English speaking sections for Mr. Uis. Yeah, he's he was a little rough on that. Yeah, he didn't have as much control of his English as it the other actors. It was clear that he got it. Yeah, he was doing the job, yeah. but the the mouth wasn't making the sound. I thought they were both fantastic in this movie. Yeah, though. they were great. They were like really good. I think across the board, people were real good. Yeah. Oh, I agree. The the entire cast was, but the, those two, I really think, like are legit like stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it does not surprise me that they're breaking into American movies. Mm-hmm. But I'm like waiting for the American. Mo- I guess my. 22 kind of counts for for Uwais Uwais for uh Joe Taslam or was he or, no, no Taslam is uh is Fast and Furious 6 and uh Oh yeah Eke Uwais is in the uh, Yeah but Joe Taslam like he's Fast and Furious 6 he was in the last Star Trek movie Oh yeah that's he's, right He's uh I got nothing else. Yeah. He's in Dead Mine. Yeah. I, d- I, Ooh, I feel like these guys cool. could like legit be American action stars. Especially Taslam. He he speaks English fairly well, it seems. <laughs> His name's Joe. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fit right in. Uh, I, I just was very impressed with them in this movie. I, I don't know what you guys think about that. But I they, would agree. I thought they were very good. Yeah, I just feel bad because I don't have a comparison because I have not seen these raid movies. Oh, right. So yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. I'm Sorry, like, we keep drowning you out with no, raid talk. No, it's fine. I'm just like, oh, I feel like I should have watched these things first. <laughs> I am out of place here. Oh, but I'm no, glad we watched this. Place. This is really awesome. Yeah. The cool thing about the raid is that because there's so little time for dialogue, 
it's dialogue that is real quick, like 30-second scenes, but it's all face acting. Yeah. And I think that's even harder than that. Yeah. And they're so good at it because they have to, every punch, every block has to have some sort of motivation behind it, so it's all in the face. And Ike Weiss is really good at he's that. And he has to it. carry the raid doing that. Yeah. There's oh, the scene where he's he's in a closet and they stab a knife through. It's crazy. He's got to like sit <laughs> yeah. there and like not move. Yeah. Ooh, scary, scary stuff. But it's all sold in his face. Yeah. Um, I think Taslam's more of the dialogue guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's a little stronger with the dialogue. Yeah. Um, I do love his face though. It, it, but he has, he, yeah. as you said, he yeah. what? He smolders. He smolders. That dude smolders he like smolders. a motherfucker. He's got it. Yeah. But I, I think that I mean. This is a, a step up from the raid where they're both given more to do I think so. as not just face actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think they're they're stepping up to the test. I, yeah, I, I was just very impressed with them. I, I would really like to see them break into more like um, American action movies. Um, Don't do what Tony Jaw did. Yeah. Don't fizzle out and then become uncastable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't do it. Aww. Yeah. It's uh yeah. He literally midway through directing Ong Bak Three shut down production and just like disappeared into the jungle for a couple months. Yeah, and you then know, came like back and was like, "I'm ready to finish it." And then the movie sucked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Aww. He's Very, yeah, yeah. But two is really good. Two is like probably the best karate movie besides and the raid. Didn't he? Yeah, didn't he take a break to become a monk for a few years and Something then like and then came back to do Triple X Return of Xander Cage yeah. basically. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he's like, what, I'm ready for the camouflage pants. <laughs> yeah, and the pink spray spray hair. What a crazy man. Uh, okay, so I really I'm just trying to get I'm it. over the loss of my elephants. I'm, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Protector. I'm trying to get through all of the things I would like to talk about with this so that we can get into some fight discussion because I really just want to talk about the fights in yes. this movie. Well, uh, I think that one of the things that we always rub up against with action now, yeah. specifically in regards to fight choreography, yeah. is we were raised on Jackie Chan. Yep. And Jackie Chan was very big on, I don't want to say static camera, right. but it was about capturing the field, yep. capturing all of the cool choreography in it. Yep. And so then the idea started to build that, okay, we can actually use the camera around yep. these actors in a way that is acrobatic as well. Yep. But it started to become a crutch, much yeah. in the same way that it was like, we started with CGI can enhance things, then it became, we can lean on it, yep. that's when it becomes an issue. And so we started to lean on the way that the camera moves around fight scenes to the point where we only half choreograph yeah. and we just splice 50 cuts together and suddenly it's not it's just nonsense Doesn't it makes look like no anything. sense and and you lose it. Yeah. And I think that there's been a push to try and marry the two. And John Wick was was very very high on the yeah. most influential for that where this camera is moving around but it's not in an effort to shorthand the fight. It's in a, it's in a an effort to capture every ounce of the fight that we can. And I think this this movie showed a very strong development oh, yeah. in heightening the camera work beyond that and still capturing what we're there for, which is the choreography. Absolutely. I mean, I think Evans with the raid also kind of pioneered some of that, Absolutely. too. That's a very, like... Um, and I would even say, I'll throw it in there, the very beginning of Furious 7, yeah. James Wan throws in some really cool camera work when yep. The Rock and Jason Statham uh -huh. are beating the shit out of each other. There's that and crazy that. full tilt camera thing. That's what he, I was thinking about. They did that a couple times here. Yeah. Uh, a move that we learned how to do, I say the royal we, that we learned how to do yeah. as, mo as filmmakers in the last few years, is have someone in the air get kicked, and then they rotate and smack on a pool table, and yeah. then smack the other way, and yeah. the camera moves with them. Yeah, and this had like four of those. Yeah, and they were yep. all pristine. They were crazy good. Uh, yeah, I, I was really impressed with the filmmaking in this movie. Like, I, I don't know, Tori, like how much uh, you're into fight movies and and choreography and that kind of stuff. It's like, did this strike you at all as like a, a, a different kind of thing? Or yeah, it's weird because I like 
I think just thinking about it on the surface, I'm like, yeah, I'm totally into this stuff. But yeah. then there's like so much of it that I just haven't watched. Yeah, I feel that way all the time too. Yeah. I've seen tons and there's still so much of it. Yeah. yeah. It was like a factory industry back in the day of kung fu movies. Just yeah. boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean like specifically kung fu, like I am, I have not really seen much at all. Mm-hmm. But like just action movies in general, I was like, there's just so much stuff. Like you guys always talk about the Furious movies. <laughs> I have not seen any of these. Yeah. Oh, and I wonder, oh, I know. man, you we gotta, gotta change your life. You gotta bring her into the family. <laughs> this is yeah the family can only get bigger oh yeah. it's gonna be a thing um and so i think maybe it's just like on the surface like pure action like one that's just advertised doesn't yeah. totally get me but yeah. then when i see a movie that like has a bunch of i'm like oh fuck yeah this is awesome <laughs> yeah um but yeah i feel like i was blown away almost like from the very beginning like yeah. as soon as the fight started i was like oh i can't wait to just watch all of this happen <laughs> yeah. i'm so glad it's two hours long yeah. so i can see as many fights as possible yeah yeah. You can go down a YouTube hole of just best fights. Oh, yeah. Oh, I did. Just, oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. so good. It's the best. I was just very impressed that, like, this has that Jackie Chan thing of, like, there are these kind of wider shots where you get really clean choreography. But then the camera, like, very quickly starts moving to the point where, like, there were even some, uh, like, Aronofsky-type shots. Uh, they did the over-the-shoulder yeah. shot where they, they actually did, like, where Hardcore Henry, yes. um, which... Works a lot better on a small screen, as most oh, of these things do. Because huh. I enjoyed that movie quite yeah. a bit, because it is soul gimmick. Yeah. But seeing it at home, it, it's just that much more effective. But I think they did it better here by doing shoulder-mounted from behind. Yeah. And just intro to fight scene with a couple moves from that. Yep. Very, very cool. Yeah. And so he like he gets into a lot of pretty crazy camera work mm. that never took away from the choreography to me. I felt like I always knew exactly who was throwing a leg into whose chest uh, I like never really lost track of what was happening. And for the most part, it was like the editing was fast, but it was precise and mm. clean and clear. It guided your eye. Yeah. Uh, that's the problem with the stuff. Like the hypercut stuff is meant specifically to unguide your eye. Yeah. So that you don't see what they're not connecting. Yeah. And this one, they're very concerned that we do see all of the connections. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that is what they're showing off here. So every cut has to guide the eye to pick up naturally where the yeah. next cut comes in. And I, I think that's where I brush up against that shit the most is when you're specifically unguiding my eye and I have to crack your movie. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this washes over you. It instructs you how to watch it moment by moment. Yeah. That's that's so much cleaner. You can have hypercutting, but you have to speak the cinematic language with it. I think yeah. that's what I appreciated about this a mm. lot, especially since I feel like there are so many movies that I'm used to seeing fights just being like, what the you hell? You can just check out until what one person's standing at the yeah. end. Yeah. And especially like we, you like mentioned like CGI as a crutch, crutch and stuff and like thinking about like the Transformers movies yeah. and that sort of oh. thing. Like anytime there's a fight, I have no idea what's going on like, and I, I feel like I end up getting like, yeah, yeah, right? Like, oh, here's some metal. Here's some other metal. I don't <laughs> yeah. know which one I'm rooting for. Yeah. Um, but like I end up like getting a headache and just like not caring mm. at all. And so watching this and like every single person they're up against, like you see what happens to them yeah. was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah. yeah. So many people had uh just these great moments where they'd be broken right into the camera. Yeah. And they like look at the camera as their teeth go flying yeah. out or mm-hmm. a knuckled knife goes yep. through their chin or whatever. There's there that was that one, one shot where she threw the knife and he like deflected it. Oh. And it goes deflecting off to yeah. the side and like hits off of the camera. So cool. Phenomenal. There was that one guy where they like were just bashing his face into glass that was just right it like the mm. camera was like was looking that white at boy the body? glass. 
That might have been. He oh, went that through was, a window. Yeah, they bashed yeah. him through a window. There yeah. was someone that got it on the table. Too. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. You just your whole body just reacted to yep. the mention <laughs> of the guy getting smashed into the table. I think the the worst thing for me had to be when he got the. Uh, he knocked the guy down on the pool table, yeah. grabbed a pool ball, oh, and yeah. just started rocking his oh, mouth with God. it to yeah. much blood spray. Yeah. Beautiful. That was crazy. Beautiful. Well, there was the that one dude's got his dick eviscerated. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was crazy. Oh, no. De- the, I'm using your term. The, yeah. yo- the death yo-yo. Oh, yeah. Death yo-yo lady gets yeah. her own death yo-yo around her neck, tied to an air conditioner. Air conditioner kicked out the window. <sighs> and then as she's getting choked to death by it, her hand that is holding the death yo-yo rips all of her fingers off. <laughs> I'm like getting giddy thinking oh. about it. That was the best moment of the movie. It was so, so crazy. Fucking incredible. Yeah. That's poetic violence. Yeah, it's yeah. It's when you get to that point where it's like, oh, they're trying to create some kind of crazy fucked up painting of blood with choreography and with mu- oh, the music in that scene. Music's was, incredible and this it was, movie, I think. Yeah, it's, they're really going for something there. It's just a, it's a shame that movies like this have to have a plot. Right. And yeah. But if they're going to have a plot, I think they did a, a pretty good job. Pretty good, There's yeah. tweaks that I think would make it better, yeah. but who am I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck do I know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What do you want from me, eh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I... Uh, yeah, well, let's just fucking talk about some of the, the fight stuff then, because I, I was, like, so excited There was a little detail it. where one guy was getting hung up on those plastic... Uh, oh, in front yes. of a door in a freezer, there's, like, plastic, I'm going to say, fronds hanging down. <laughs> I don't know what they're... Like, you know, I don't know what yeah, they're called. Like, like pla- sheets of plastic, sheets basically. Sheets of plastic yeah. that, you know, hang down. And one guy gets strangled on it, but what they did was as he gets choked, he starts to go unconscious, and then they cut to where the plastic thing is anchored, yeah. and it pop, pop off of the ceiling yeah. from mm-hmm. his weight. And in a movie that is so aggressive with the gore and yeah. so aggressive with the violence, it's those little punctuations of cutaway. Yeah. Um, or when White Boy Bob goes after the guys with the knife in the elevator, yes. but then it cuts away and yep. we open up and they're just dead. Like yeah. There was little moments of mercy that were done stylishly yeah. to uh, affect the pacing mm-hmm. uh, on, on the whole of the movie, but even within the fight scene. That yeah. little pop-pop makes it so I can breathe for a second. That's true, actually. That's real cool. And there were like some very good transitions in the movie in general, mm-hmm. like some really good, especially as they would do flashbacks or like dream sequences. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. just walk into their own flashback yeah. as it ends. Yeah, yeah. the way they would transition between those scenes I thought was like really, really well mm-hmm. done and cool. They did one with the little girl was looking right into the camera. Yeah. Uh, Raina was her name, I believe. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Uh, yeah. It was uh, looking into the camera and then it did a flashback to a few scenes earlier, but it lined up her face perfectly Yeah. that even as it transitioned, there was no fade on it it was crisp and i don't i don't believe i've ever seen that that, yeah. was, a, that yeah. was a new thing yeah i was very impressed by that there was a lot of that kind of stuff throughout it that i thought was like really mm. neat um which is like kind of one of the things i did love about this movie is that like it's a great fight choreography movie which is why i would recommend it to people at the end of the day is like if you like a good fight scene that like watch this oh, movie yeah. have 10 yeah um but the filmmaking was like very impressive oh even in the non-fight stuff yeah, yeah this is very well directed yeah I, I was like very impressed with the film like it makes me want to see headshot and some of the other stuff this guy mm. has done because i've heard good stuff about it but i've never sought it out like mm. he's clearly a very good filmmaker um I but okay, so I thought the butcher fight was like really incredible. I, in fact, I spent a lot of the movie being like, they're not quite getting back to that butcher shop oh, level, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? Like they're they're well, they're the midsection cl- was very gun heavy, yes. and it was all about squibs and yep. people just yep. unloading and, clips into and cars. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. That scene in the car with the little oh. girl in the back was really phenomenal. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, but man, I don't have time for regrets. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. That. He throws his smoke through yes. the shattered windshield. Yep. 
So good. Kiss the fingertips. Yeah, wow. that, that was a great little Maro. touch. Him driving slow with that music playing. That was good. But that butcher shop scene was like some next level shit. I and thought. it was like the second fight, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Because that was <laughs> they like. They did that cool thing too where the guy was like, me and my seven buddies. Yeah. And he counts one, two, three, four, five, six. It's like, nope. It starts killing people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He shot that dude with the knife right in the fucking face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so crazy. It's, I mean, that scene is like one of those great set pieces where it's like, we're going to choose a very specific location. We're going to get you in there and show you a bunch of different things around the room, such as the meat hanging on the hooks, mm-hmm. the bone saw that's sitting to the side. Like just Oh, they fight bone versus bone saw. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really cool. It's really, really awesome. And I just, I love that. I love a really well-staged fight where it's like, here's a setting. Here's all of the different objects around the setting. Let's Here play. are the players. And we're off. Yep. You know, like, and that's where that direction's key. Yeah, is because you have to create that geography yep. so that when it becomes more calamitous, it it still co you know is cohesive. Yeah, absolutely. Someone just gets whacked with swinging meat, and I <laughs> yeah. think it's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember the guy who gets whacked into swinging meat? <laughs> yes. And he like kind of hugs it and has like a. <laughs> and he like dies on it. Out. He dies on it and slides down. Beautiful. So good. Like, raw meat's real gnarly. Yeah. <laughs> it's really gross. Also, like, one of the things that Joe Taslam just loves to do is lift dudes up. And oh, I love yeah, that yeah, that yeah. scene gave him an opportunity to lift a guy up and then just hang him on something. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that was so gross. Yeah. yeah. That really, I think you said it when we were watching it. It's worse because it was yeah. through his shoulder. Yeah. Like something yeah. about, like, putting it on, like, the back where it's, like, kind of even. You're like, yeah. all right, but on the shoulder? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Something about the way your weight is going to hang is oh, just, like, awful. makes that worse. Yeah, if I'm going to be speared, yeah. I'd rather be centered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I don't want to be, I don't want to be It makes Ill a hanging. It yeah. does yeah. make, at that point, it really does. <laughs> really does. Uh, but, and there was some good stuff in the middle. Like you said, it was more gun battle focused. Mm. And I'm, I'm a little less interested in that stuff. But I, but I thought it was, like, well done and cool. But then the last maybe 45 minutes of this movie. I think we should talk in the middle sequence a little bit about he did something here that, as weird as it is to compare it to, I think was done extremely well in The Phantom Menace, which is the final act of that movie has, I believe, three concurrent battle sequences. I think it's actually four Four concurrent battle sequences. And like whatever you think about that movie, it's stupid and whatever. Um, And actually, that is a really great fight scene that is layered into this. It really is. But there's a really masterful stacking of the scenes and raising of the stakes, cutting between all four, that I think Lucas really nailed in that. I think it's something that even they sometimes failed at in the Lord of the Rings movies, which usually do it well yeah. um, they did that masterfully here yeah there was every scene was stacked on at least two others and yep. all of them played out and heightened at similar rates but never to the point of it being cryptic only to the point of it enveloping you and that is very impressive there are a lot of fight movies where they try to do that where they try mm. to cut between like two different congr- uh, I was gonna say congruent and that's the wrong word Con- simultaneous simultaneous fights where they cut back and forth concurrent was the word concurrent that's what I was trying concurrent, to yes. two concurrent <laughs> fights they're cutting back and forth between them and very- adjacent adjacent adjacent, adjacent. <laughs> uh, very often uh, uh, very often like when they try to do that I end up going like Okay, so what was going on in this fight, though, mm. while that one was just well, happening? Well, you lose a sense where it cuts back, and you're like, oh, yeah, they're still going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you, you, there are other you things feel like happening. you missed something. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. This it, it never, never had that like feeling that. either. Like, either of those feelings never came up for me during mm. this movie. I always felt like I was coming back into the fight we left kind of at a different point. That's, like, like the yeah, thing yeah, about yeah. other movies is, like, they'll often have, like, there, there won't just be a good cut to the other fight. There'll be, like, uh, everybody kind of rests for a second. And then we cut to the other fight, yeah, and then yeah. they fight for a while. And then when it comes back, it feels like we come back to where they're resting still. Yeah, yeah. this was still already in progress yeah, that yeah. the time was right. Exactly, yeah. yeah. 
I was very impressed by that. And you got to cut fast to do that. Yes. And they still, it's, that is real good. It's very impressive. Um, uh, uh, I think in the final fight between Ido and Ariana Grande, uh-huh. one of the cool <laughs> things that they did that I have literally never seen before in choreography was, and I, and I wish that, oh yeah, I wish that the movie, I mean, this is me leading into Kung Fu tropes of having like, I know you're dragon style, but I have lobster style, you know, whatever <laughs> it is, they, they do that. Yeah. And, um, I didn't want to say hamster style cause that's from <laughs> orgasmo. <laughs> But they they did some cool things where they were anticipating each other's uh, uh, strikes and blocks. Yes. And to the point where they actually wouldn't connect. Yep. I've seen it happen where they're like figuring figuring each other out through, you know, there's actually, and once again, wherever you land on it, the final fight scene in Man of Steel is very good at showing oh, yeah. two guys learning what the other one's capable of. Yeah. But this one and having them already know what the other one's capable of and what their style is, they... It's a it's a slower learning curve where they're just not willing to commit to a kick or willing to commit to you know a block or anything because they keep stopping yeah. and that slowly chisels away until it gets to the point that they're straight up missing each other yeah. hitting the mm-hmm. you know punching the metal pole or oh when he kicks it with his shin oh dude and that I don't think I have ever seen it built into the choreography two guys like testing each other to the point of actually not connecting. Yeah. That mm-hmm. felt new and it was really exciting to watch. I totally agree. I thought the choreography of that entire fight was like really amazing. And that was the thing that jumped out to me right away uh, because mm-hmm. it's one of the first things that happens is like that thing with their feet, which, yes. which I agree. I've seen in some other places, but employed it, differently. Though. Yeah. It's definitely employed differently. And it establishes a circus. Yeah, that's true. It's meant to be a dance. Whereas right. this, felt less choreographed and more like they were doing it in the moment. Yeah. Which takes just a hell of a lot of choreography. Yeah, exactly. That's just how that's done. Just their perfect anticipation of each other Mm. made like such an interesting battle. There's the one shot where uh, Ariane goes for a kick. Yeah. And his legs fully extended and Ido goes to block it and they never meet, but their eyes meet where it's like, okay, well, that's not going to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It keeps kind of happening until they're... You know, stabbing each other to death. But yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. You got to get there. But I think the real fight scene we should talk about um, a really, it's like kind of the third act transition yep. is the ladies' fight. I Yes, so that's good. what I want to so talk the about. The music is the best. It's there. so good. Mm-hmm. I think the choreography is the crispest. Yep. It's, except for the larger moments, it's less gratuitous with the blood. So yeah. it's a little more raid like and that it's focused on impact as yep. opposed to slicing uh, until the end, of course. Yes, yes. But, um, you know, I just think female bodies look different on screen, yeah. and they understood that and made a scene that is, I think, more exciting than a lot of the rest of them just because they understood the visual poetry of a slightly different medium. Well, and they got those three characters, the female characters in this, feel like the most heightened to me, which is kind of interesting. I don't. They all look like the Fox Force 5. Exactly, yeah. yeah. They, they have, like, costumes that are very distinctive. Um, they each have their own very particular weapon that they use. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like specialists in a weapon or whatever. Uh, and it's a two-on-one fight, too, which is always like kind of interesting, yeah. where you've got like one person trying to fight two people that are working With together. With a child in the room. Yes, yeah. Yep. Man, that added so much uncomfortability. <laughs> a child who about 20 minutes ago stabbed a guy in the stabbed neck Stabbed a man death. 45 While times. While dodging bullets, thousands yeah. of them. Yeah. Beautiful. Children uh, learn quick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Man. Their brains are like sponges. They really are. Yeah. They're just picking up everything we put in front of them. I Knives, like, bullets, I curse words. I thinking it through stuff. the whole movie and then was about to say it out loud that like, man, you know, I actually kind of wish there wasn't a child at the center of this movie. It's making me very uncomfortable. And then she stabbed a man 45 <laughs> times. And I was like, oh, okay, this child, cool. Like, oh, yeah, I just got reminded of what this movie's going <laughs> yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
uh, I really f- that is my favorite fight in the movie is, is yeah. the three women. It's I, super crisp. It's yeah. super clean. It still feels of a brand with the rest where the physical stakes are high. They're hurting each other. The connections are being made. Um, it's just I don't know. There's just something clean about it. It's, yeah. It feels the most heightened, but it doesn't feel heightened beyond the realm of the rest. Yep. Uh, I think I think it's because it's less bloodier. It, it suddenly makes that change. It's just a different way to digest it. It's yeah. beautiful. There is that awesome part, though, when they're, like, fighting on top of that other, like, battle. Like, oh, the, yes. the guys that just got, like, a bomb to them. Yeah. Oh, There's yeah. just a pile yeah. of bodies in the one hallway it's that they're so just great. fighting across, yeah. kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was super cool. Yeah. And I think that was where that uh, that one shot happened where she threw the knife. And yes. And she deflects it into yeah. the camera. Yeah. Super so cool. Really, really cool. They did show a bug zapper that looked like it was going to be Chekhov's yeah. bug zapper. And yeah. no one got roasted on it. Agreed. Well, disappointed. But Agreed. Especially because the movie had kind of already established that as part of its visual language yeah, yeah, yeah. that it was anytime the camera kind of moved over a specific object it was like this is going to get used in a fight oh you know? yeah, yeah and uh, it did consistently yeah except um, that time even when he they just showed him uh, they showed white boy bobby walking into the elevator and there's a caution wet floor yes. sign yes. and then he impossibly yes. uses that later stuffed in his shirt to deflect bullets yeah <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> but it, like at that point of you're just like yeah man yeah. Everyone would have been dead by now if laws existed, like you know the laws of science existed. Not white movie. boy Bobby, but I mean everybody no, stood up to so yeah. much just destruction, yeah. just physical destruction. I was, you know what? I'm thinking about this now. I'm a little disappointed that they we never learned about what happened to white boy Bobby's leg. They make a big deal about his broken leg, and then they give no, us no, a flashback. He didn't have a broken leg. He was a heroin addict. Yeah, and he shot up in his foot so much that his leg rotted. Oh. I missed that. Yeah, yeah, that was because uh, when he, you know, he all looked all junked yeah. out. But when the two of them were going at it, that was their big thing, and it was, oh, you get high all the time. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. ruined it with your dope and your coke. Yeah. And he said, well, you get high on murder. Yeah, you know? I don't and think like I realized that that's on, yeah. what happened to his leg, though. I yeah. didn't make that connection. Uh, they, they didn't explicitly say that. Yeah. I just know that that's a thing. Yeah, I've I mean, never I heard of that. It could that's, also be. Ex- yeah. uh, it could also be suggested that you know he lost his leg in a war and turned into right, uh, right, you know, right, PTSD right. Yeah. and turned to drugs. You know, they don't explicitly say, but. I've there's stories. Oh, that, that makes I've sense now that you're where, saying. Well, that's yeah, also a thing yeah. in Requiem for a Dream, right? Yes, yeah. for a Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. I forgot it's about almost yeah. what happened yes. to Mitch Hedberg. That's right. Oh, really? Uh, I remember a few months before he died, one of my buddies went out and like did a did a couple shows out in Los Angeles, and in Los Angeles, uh, he had met Mitch Hedberg, and he was like, "Dude, he doesn't look good. His legs rotting off." Oof. And I was like 18 at the time, yeah. so I didn't really get what yeah. that meant. And yeah. And then I saw Requiem, <laughs> and it was... That know. makes sense to me now. Oh, that, I didn't put yeah. that together until you just said he that. He was a junkie. Yeah. I was trying to figure that out. I actually thought when they got to the flashback, I was like, all right, here we go. How's white boy Bobby well, lose that leg? in the flashback, leg? he didn't have his limp. Right. He well, I just, know, yeah, because yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, now we're going to learn how he lost his leg, and it just never happened. Now yeah. I get it. Now I'm putting it all together. I still think that they should have had someone go to cut his leg, Yeah. and then they cut and realize that there's no leg there, and then he has the upper hand in a fight for a second. Yeah. That's a missed opportunity for choreography. I, I thought for sure he was going to use that leg to beat the shit out of somebody. He's just going to have to watch Skyscraper instead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was so good at saving people, too. Yeah. Like, when he pushes the girl out of the elevator yep. that was so oh, amazing yeah, that was yeah. smart yeah and then he immediately steps in front and is like no i'm gonna do this yeah yeah, yeah. he oh, was yeah. pretty hardcore yeah. he was hardcore. Crazy. white people crazy yeah. white boy <laughs> bobby crazy yeah that was literally the read on that character through the whole thing oh, yeah. but it was like that white boy he crazy well i would imagine that in other countries there are white people who are of you know they're just like whiter uh-huh. like he spoke the language whatever it yeah. was probably lived there but because he is of white heritage people regard him differently yeah. we do the opposite here yep it's you know it's 
It's never right, but it's always based in something. It Outsider came up a syndrome. lot, though, with like yeah. the, the foreigner comments and yes. things yes. with yes. other characters. Yeah. yeah. I do suggest that uh, Ariane is different. He says he's yeah. a foreigner. Yeah. And I think he even looks different. He does, I, I yeah. just I don't know what mm-hmm. they're... That's I. I'm so bad with that. I, I and yeah, I, I don't too. like to like assume about it, so I just end up like not knowing. <laughs> uh, but I, the way Eco Uice, yep, he is Indonesian. Okay, and um, you and and you and oh, I, yeah, I forgot about Marinto. Kept referencing like, oh, this Indonesian uh, um, uh, uh, stunt team. Well, because the raid is an Indonesian is production. production, right? And so I think it—that's what we just. But once with it. once he referenced that in this movie, I realized like, oh yeah, that's true. Actually, a lot of these guys do look like they're they're like of different nationalities. Yeah. Joe Tasm also Indonesian. Okay. Uh, oh wait, but here it is. He's an Indonesian actor and martial artist of Chinese descent. Aha. Mm. So he is. Oh, see. so he's the character they kept referencing when they said that dumb. Uh, uh, remember the one character yeah, kept saying uh, some kind something of about a Chinese with China, character. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But he was born in Indonesia, but he is, you know, his family uh, of Chinese is descent. of yeah. Chinese yeah. descent, mm-hmm. and so then Iki Weiss is uh, native of Jakarta. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Yep. That makes sense. There you go. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, that I I just uh, boy, uh, there is def- Joe Taslam yep. is active as an actor and a model. Ah, uh, that makes sense because <laughs> he smolders, baby. Oh yeah, baby, like Kobe. Uh, Kobe de- smolders, not Kobe Bryant. That was a that was a pun <laughs> on the names, and then I realized that it could be read the wrong way. Yes. I don't know anything about basketball, so I would like to in- insist that I was going the right way. With you caught that. that so quickly, though. Yeah. Boom! Yeah. yeah, it was. I had to. Yeah, it's Kobe. I don't. I don't know enough about him. Yeah, Oscar-winning animator Kobe Bryant. That's a fact. <laughs> That's um, right. it's, uh, you know, uh, why are we giving that guy Oscars? That film that he made was real. I heard good. it's good. Yeah, <laughs> it's real. I did hear it was good. Uh, but I actually don't even know why I'm not supposed to like Kobe. I yeah. know nothing. I know nothing about anything basketball related. I really don't. Yeah. It wasn't. Oh, may, I might be thinking of somebody else anyway. I, I'm not, I don't, let's not even touch yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's just go that way. Um, I also had a note here that I thought was funny that this movie speaks very well to the craftsmanship of the furniture in wherever this was oh, shot. Oh, God. Yeah. Tables are bulletproof. Oh, those tables. Yeah. There's this one brown table. I'm closing my eyes, picturing it now. It's in like three fight scenes and nothing happens to it. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. is just always, it's always reliable. They don't yeah. have Ikea over there. Where, was it wherever. Fatih? Was he the one who was like hiding behind the coffee table for yes. a decent yes. amount of time? Yep. And you're like, okay, you're still there. You're still alive. They're All blowing right. through concrete and yeah. he holds up his little coffee table mm-hmm. and is just good to go. Yeah, it's, uh, so that was like so funny to me that uh, at the in the butcher scene when the the butcher character pulled the shotgun out and was literally blowing enormous holes oh, yeah. through the walls with it. Mm-hmm. That then six men with machine guns came to that room and fired at a desk. Yeah. that Ito was able to just sit behind and was totally fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know and then it just means. cuts to him and the the car. The, yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> the truck or whatever and you're like oh okay yeah, i guess fine. you got captured yeah. or something yeah. yeah that once again speaks to the hard-boiled uh yes notion in hard-boiled bullets have no effect unless they're being fired by the person that they need mm. to have effect for yeah, yeah yeah there's just there's no way that anybody within 10 feet of what's happening comes out of it not perforated but like the good guy he just tucks and rolls and just yeah. throwing and throwing bullets <laughs> yeah. everywhere they punch bullets as they shoot them yeah. to make them go faster <laughs> and it's it's 
absolutely bananas, but in the moment, you're like, yeah, go, go, go. In hard-boiled, if you actually get hit by a bullet, you basically explode. Yeah. But as long as a piece of furniture is in front of you, that will never happen. Oh, good yeah. to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's in a state of Hulkamania. Yeah, it's yeah, where yeah. It just the hits make them stronger yeah, and yeah. It's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Hard-boiled rules. Hard-boiled rules. Yeah. Hard. Yeah. yeah. It's really fun. Uh, John Woo, especially his Hong Kong movies, Ooh, awesome. And Face Off. That's and true. A- actually, you know what? He did make some pretty good American face movies, off. too. Hard Target. Yeah. Broken Arrow. Yeah. <laughs> and it, let's let's get one thing straight. Those movies aren't good. But they're great. They're fucking fantastic. Yeah, yeah. But they're not good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're not good. Yeah. Face Off is the one that might be a masterpiece. Face Off, I, I feel like Face Off is, is one that it was intended a different way than it was received uh-huh. and it was intended as a masterpiece but it was received as a completely different masterpiece yeah. and that th- but the only reason that it was received as a, di- a completely different masterpiece is because of how it was intended yes. am i making yeah. sense yeah. it's just yeah. That's a movie I think about a lot. It's so good. It's awesome. Mostly just because the body type thing yeah. will bug me yeah. until I die. Oh, it die. makes no sense. Oh, no. yeah, yeah. But no. you got to go with it. Yeah. And they, and they even, the, oh. my favorite thing about that is I would buy the body type thing more if they just never brought it up. If yeah. they just switched faces oh, and we yeah. never talked about the body types. But because it's such a mismatch of body type, they feel the need to be like, and just with a little bit of tucking and blah, 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 blah. Like, they, they actually and reference. Like, no, no, no. And you're like, no, yeah. I don't understand how this works I was now. already on board. Let yeah, it go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, go. I actually now no longer <laughs> understand how this works. Let it go, bubs. Yeah. Uh, Let's see if I have any other notes. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm, I'm, I think I'm pretty drained on the night comes for us. I keep forgetting that that's what it's called. Yeah. I honestly, I just realized, I don't know if we ever said the title of this movie at the beginning of the podcast. I don't think you did. You guys kind of just jumped into it, and I was like, oh, we're there. All yeah. right. That's, that happens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just happens. We're it's excited. the title we're of the episode, so it shouldn't be a problem. Can but. I just talk about one kill that like, I yes. keep talking about? Oh, yeah. And Please. it's when White Boy Bobby gets his head smashed into the window, Yes. and then he takes that guy, Yeah. puts his neck into the broken glass, and then like... Slides it across oh, the window man. through the and rest of the broken glass. doesn't somebody fall out the window at that point, too? Yeah. And like bounce off of the side oh, of the yeah, window yeah, yeah. the way mm-hmm. down? Yep. Wasn't it? Was that the same shot? Yes. Yeah. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's actually in the uh, in the raid. There's a great scene where it's in the hallway, and Iko Weiss is punching people and kicking them to a soothing soundtrack by Mike Shinoda of Linkin Park. <laughs> that's a fact. And uh, <laughs> he throws a guy through a door, and it splinters. And then he takes another guy and like drops down on the ground with his head and on like one of the like stalactite splinters of the door just jams his Hell neck yeah. down on yeah, it and it goes crazy. Like, out his mouth awesome. and out his face yeah. it's really really metal yeah. it's so good yeah that movie <laughs> is metal. pretty gnarly that movie's metal as yeah. fuck yeah it is but so good this is just splatter crazy uh, that's what we should close on a little yeah. bit about yeah. that yeah. like you said it best that this is interested in splatter yeah and whereas I think there's certain tonal mismatches that didn't quite get me there for a lot of this movie mm-hmm. I also accept the fact that 99% of karate movies, this one included, are just stunt reels with a little bit of padding yes. to give them an excuse to be more than just a stunt reel. Yep. I'm happy with that, so I can barely complain yeah. you know, about this movie. But what they did was try and push the form of what they're doing a little bit further Agreed. and go beyond just cool camera work, capturing cool choreography. They said, let's, let's make this a bloody, splattery, yeah. purposefully gory mess. We're interested in gore. That doesn't really happen. That's kind of a new 
permutation on a formula that has been growing over the last few years. And I ship it. <laughs> I'm into it. And yeah. it looked it. to me like they did a lot of it practically. I didn't see an ounce of CGI yeah. blood. Because that shit is noticeable as fuck. And yeah. I hate it. Yes. It, this was like... It, if I'll you, deal with CGI. CGI blood yeah. just never flies. Which you mentioned Agreed. Dread, which that is yes, mostly Yes, Dread CGI does have a lot of blood. CGI blood. But yeah. with CGI, actually, I take back what I said about it never flying. That movie was Dread 3D, essentially. Yeah. And I think in order to create that 3D experience, and it was a good one, you need to be able to control the blood splatter. It's yeah. chaotic mm. if you use that. And it seeing it in 3D, it really worked. Interesting. So I, that's, you know, I'll forgive it in that instance. Mm. That's fair. But I do. I this looked very practical to me for the most part, and I I think if you think the only about CGI was the tooth, yeah, that flew yeah. out of the guy's <laughs> mouth that I noticed. Yeah. That was, I yeah. think if you think about it from like a special effects, especially like a makeup special effects point of view, which which we haven't talked about that much, it's next level. This movie's fucking insane. Yeah. From sliced back wounds, yeah. to intestines falling out yeah. of someone as they fight, yep. to fingers falling off to someone's neck, literally yeah. getting stripped of flesh oh, as they fall, a knife sticking out of face, yeah, like, oh the uh, box cutter in the yeah. cheek, yeah, oh. and. And that all so good. has to happen during like super fast choreography yeah. that we're not editing around. These dudes were wearing squibs. Yeah, like it, it's pretty impressive actually. Because like if you think about it, it's like a Tom Savini special effect that looks very similar to some of these makeup special effects. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes is created by the the camera cuts right before the knife gets to the face to a totally different angle, so that then we can see the crazy makeup effect of the knife in the face. Yes, this is a movie where. The knife just has to go into the face while the shot continues on and the fight keeps moving. That's a really crazy level of like special effects, yeah. makeup, and choreography oh, yeah. all marrying at once. Like I-, I was very impressed with that. I was watching Atomic Blonde the other day. Yeah. And there's a part also where great fight choreography. Great yeah. fight choreography, but it's there's one like true long take. Yeah. And it's in the midst of a faux long take. Yes. Yeah. Excuse me. But there's a scene where they they kind of move the camera to the left so that Charlize Theron is off screen. And it's clear, not clear, but if you're looking for it, it's clear that she steps away and a stunt woman steps in. Yeah. And then the stunt woman gets thrown through a window. Yeah. And then they kind of, you know, choreograph the camera to, you know, put Charlize back in. Yeah. And and she's doing a lot of this, you know, choreography yeah. herself. Yeah, she is. And it's really really impressive that instead of just hiding a cut yeah they tried to go for the choreography they created it we always say it in pre-production yeah they planned it yep. they didn't build it yep. and there is so much uh very very noticeable this was done in pre-production this was done in scene in lens and not created later yeah helped into print later sure yes but it was there it was happening yeah and i i can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Yeah. I know. It's like yeah. so impressive. Like this is a movie that is probably realistically a three star movie that might get like four stars out of me because it's oh, like I'm ready to drop so well done. It. You know, yeah. they it's, push the craft. Yeah. They pushed yep. a craft that is that requires pushing in order to stay yeah. fresh. Uh, Westerns come in and out of style. Superhero yep. movies come in and out of style, allegedly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Karate movies have always been at a steady, and same with horror movies, yeah. just steady middle of the road. And the only reason that they ever stick around for longer is they ne- they never like flare up into big moments, right? Um, you know, the, you'll have your the rage, you'll have your get out, yeah. But it's always it's not because of heightening; it's about building upon the next thing, yes. furthering mm-hmm. the craft of yeah. it, creating a new scare, creating yeah. a new type of choreography, and attaching a movie to it as best as you can, yeah. And th- that's what keeps these things alive. And this is like. A step forward a big step forward i think so yeah i was like very impressed with this overall e- even though it's like you know as far as a storytelling device it's like yeah it's fine you know I mean, it was enough story. Yeah. the thing is it never gets bogged down by no. story 
the story is a little too. I I, I don't want to say confusing, but yeah. it's just it's needlessly convoluted when it could have been straightforward. Mm-hmm. But it's never at a point where I'm like, oh my god, move it along yeah. because there's not really an opportunity. Yeah. Taking I, notes, it was either I had to read a subtitle or watch someone's head get stabbed. Yeah, so I couldn't yeah. take a note because I didn't want to look. <laughs> I was never bored. But I was never really invested. Yeah. Yes. Something yeah. like that. You there know? was a. I mean, but there was points when I was invested. Yeah. Yeah. But for example, there was about twenty minutes where I wanted to put eye drops in, but <laughs> I didn't want to take my glasses yeah. off because I just didn't want to ask you to run it back. Yeah. 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 So I had to find a moment. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. impressive. No other impressive. movie I can think yeah. of has that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And and you know, for a movie that ultimately is pretty much relentless action, it didn't feel relentless, yeah. which is a nice mm-hmm. balance That's to find. That's key. Yeah. You can yeah. get very very numbed by that action, yep. and it needs to. The craft has to support the action and not the opposite. That's why hard-boiled rules. Yeah. The craft just keeps the calamity from being nonsense. And I think this did a very good job of doing that. Agreed. You know, not perfect. Uh, there was a couple points where... I mean, I was impressed enough with the craft to deal with it. But there were a few points where it was like, all right, I don't even... It's like, I don't even know what I'm seeing anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But not as a failure of the craft, more yeah. as a failure of just like, man, I didn't... I'm not ready for all this carnage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Agreed. Man, it is brutal carnage. It is brutal. Someone got stuck in the arm, like the forearm, and then just scraped oh, all the way down to the wrist. Yeah. God. That was beautiful. Oh. I think it was uh, Kate, Katie Gaga. Kate Blanchett, uh-huh. Lady, uh-huh. Lady Gaga. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was bad. She was awesome. Fucking yeah, ass. Dude, she had like oh a God. cowboy duster on. Oh, yeah. A really cool haircut mm-hmm. and a crazy and a hook, knife. Hook knife thing. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. Uh, that was real good. So you and I were talking. I feel like we're pretty much done on uh, the night comes for us. Let's. Uh, I'm going to look up whoever did the music for it because they deserve a shout out. Sure. Yes. Because I did really like the music. It is. Oh, night comes for us has a really great poster on IMDb. Ooh, I like that. I so like the cinematographer is Gunnar Nimpuno, um, awesome. who had a very difficult job, but also did Killers. And um, you might not know this. He also did Kulari K. Pantai. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> so he's worked with this director before. He's worked with this director yeah. before. And then the uh, composer is not credited on IMDb. So oh, great. This is, uh, uh, that was a good. But uh, we'll, we'll update that in the future. Yeah, we'll because figure that out. somebody did the music and that somebody that deserves good. to be mentioned. Yeah. Because it wasn't just droning background music. No. But it also wasn't busy music where yeah. it was, you know, aggressive it fit everything to the point where, like, during the ladies' fight, it had a distinctly different tone than during the meat fight. Yes, yes. <laughs> the meat yeah. fight. And so that's that's good composition. Agreed. Uh, I think I'm pretty drained on that. I'm pretty drained. Any, mm-hmm. any final thoughts? No. no. Drained? I am so happy we watched it. Yeah. So Dan and I it were... It was someone's job to mop up blood on this set. Yeah. <laughs> and that is, it's, it, that's yeah. one of the reasons we use CGI blood is because yep. we use digital film. Yep. We can do as many takes as we want. Who really wants to wipe up blood between them? Yep. And so they they do. And <laughs> yeah. I, whoever was mopping up the blood, you are a hero. Uh, it was probably a team of people. So, ladies, gentlemen, all of you on that team, you are awesome. Heroes all. Heroes. Uh, so Dan and I were talking, and I, we couldn't really think. I don't think we've really done a fight movie on the podcast before yeah. that, that we could recall. We've talked about Jackie Chan. Yeah, yeah. We've talked had plenty of Jet conversations Lee. about this kind of stuff, you know, especially with the Fast and the Furious movies, things mm-hmm. like that. Um, but I don't think we've ever done a movie that was like so focused on fighting, which is a thing you and I like legitimately love. And I think that's the that's the key here is that we have to remember about this movie and about any of those movies is yeah. that it is focused on the fighting. Yeah. Jackie Chan's career soured with things like the tuxedo, yeah. which were focused on Jackie Chan as a comedic actor, which yeah. one of the best He's in great. the game. He's yeah. absolutely great. Yeah. 
But it's just, you know, where yeah. you got to find that middle ground. And yeah. I want to see you do that choreography, Jackie. Yes, exactly. Uh, but he's, he's old. Oscar, Oscar winning actor, director, and performer, Jackie Chan. That's right. He has an Oscar now. That's right. Yeah. He has an honorary Oscar. That's in which, for my which, money, best kind of Oscar. Better, yeah. Because it's like, oh, you were good in this movie once. Yeah. But it was like, no, your no. career is so indelible. So remarkable. To the magic of cinema yeah. that you deserve this. Yeah. And he does. Uh, so Dan and I thought we would do our uh, top five favorite fight scenes, yes. and uh, we're keeping. I think we're keeping the title vague like that, so that we can have our own interpretations yeah. here of what that might mean for our well, list. Let's talk about that. What was your yeah, interpretation? I, I, I personally, so I actually wrote a lot of things down here. We're I did too. Some we're going to honorable mentions and stuff. Yeah, now I'm too. drunk, so I'm just going to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I, I, be good. I think for the I think for the five itself, what I would like to do is try and focus on choreography itself. I, okay. I, these are these are fights where I think the choreography is kind of like the thing that stands out about them, and is why I like these fights okay um, i went with i wanted to kind of get a good spread of what can be done with a fight scene okay so there's a different flavor to each one and yep. what they represent or why they're special to me they might not be my favorites because it's just so hard to really pick one but uh yeah the, i just wanted to get a good spread of of what can be achieved cinematically with a fight i like it how about you, Tori? Um, I kind of went all over the place. I feel like I was trying to get a good, like, I mean, I also do this thing where I just think too much about everything. That <laughs> no, I, that's uh, what we want. That's what you're here. Uh, so I tried to just think of as much stuff as possible. I feel like initially I kept thinking of, like, really short ones, or I kept getting caught up in, like, the difference between a fight scene versus, like, just a beatdown versus, like, kind uh, of a chase scene. And yeah. I noticed that was coming up a lot for me. And then I also was worried about, like, you know, making it more, like, inclusive, like, having women and people of color and that sort of mm -hmm. thing. And so I just got, like, very up in my head about it. Yeah. So there's, like, a really wide variety of stuff That's here. That's good. Um, and some of them also, too, are just, like, ones that I liked the kind of story and making of. Because yeah. I also looked into, like, how a lot of those scenes were done while I was making up my list. Oh, that's I cool. bet your yeah. podcast is very good. Because <laughs> you just put more thought into your list than I've ever put into anything. <laughs> yeah. So, awesome. It's a, it's a curse. I'm yeah. actually very curious as to where you landed on beatdown versus fight scene because that's something that is that is kind of walked on like that line is very is towed very tightly in the movie mm -hmm. we just watched yeah and like does a beatdown like equate to a fight scene i was trying to think about that because i think it does i it does it definitely does i think there's over there can be overlap yeah. yes yeah. yeah i think as long as the beatdown is choreographed and shot interestingly yeah and isn't just like I'm thinking in my head, I'm picturing in Fight Club okay. when uh, yeah. he breaks up Jared Leto's face, yeah. mm -hmm. and that is a great fight scene. And I think that required yeah. the same amount of tact that a, a good fight scene requires, yeah, cinematically and choreography based. I have a good example of what I think a beatdown would be, but I also don't want to step on anybody's toes for okay. lists, and I feel like it has a chance well, of being on up, one. We'll, so. we'll see if it comes yeah, up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, who wants to start? Who wants to give us a uh, a, a fight scene they really like? All right, I will start with a. Uh, with like a lighter one, just yeah. because it was the fight scene I always went back and watched a lot as a kid. Midway through Rumble in the Bronx. Oh, yes. A movie that rules. Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan takes out a... It's like where all the, the thugs hang out, and he shows up because he needs to get some information. Yes. And they want to... There's No, we're going to fight you. And it's one where it's just a shack filled with like skis. He beats a dude up with skis. <laughs> there's refrigerators. There's a pinball machine. Yep. And it really just covers everything that Jackie Chan does all in one maybe like eight or nine minute fight scene. Yeah. Beautifully choreographed. It's very, very funny. It has a lot know, of shin rubbing. Ah, Anko. <laughs> yeah. All that stuff. He's hitting a guy with a fridge while throwing another guy in a fridge. Yeah. There's a part where uh, someone hits him with the back end of a shopping cart. 
where like the oh, handle yeah. is, and he kicks the uh, the part that flips up, and yeah. so as it flips up, it hits them in the face, and he tucks and rolls into the cart and leaps out of it. Yeah. It's just he's so good at using everything around him and capturing it cleanly. And this was my introduction to it, and I think it remains one of his best. So yeah, I love that. When he busts up the gang's hideout in Rumble in the Bronx. Love it. And that's also a movie that the bad guy is just someone who wants the diamonds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's yeah. the whole thing is just with nothing. There's <laughs> Flaming stuntmen are great, of yeah. which in The Night Comes for Us, there were Ooh, three. Three. Three flaming simultaneous. At the same time. Adjacent. Three simultaneous. <laughs> concurrent. Um, and they were actually literally adjacent to one another. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's good stuff. Uh, Tori, give us one. Oh no, the what is uh, the, uh, yeah, the, uh, <laughs> the flaming stuntman? Almost as good as that. Almost as good oh. as a uh, as, uh, as a, uh, a flaming stuntman is a villain who just wants diamonds mm. and will kill for the diamonds. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> um. Okay, so I went with uh for my five, I guess, because things also moved around. Yeah. Um, which you mentioned it earlier, but I put it on the list anyway. Winter Soldier. Hell yes. Oh, I, I knew that it. was gonna yeah. come um, up. Yeah, because I thought about it. I kind of forgot about it, and I ended up talking about it with my friend Sam, who might be the biggest Captain America fan ever. And I'm mm, lucky enough bigger to bigger than Peggy Carter. Uh, <laughs> she loves him. Anyway, I don't know. Sam is. I promised Sam I would mention her name because we just want to like throw it out into the universe that like oh, right her and on. Chris Evans are like forever like attached. Oh, you know? sure, so sure. God. Yeah. I'm, uh, Sam, I'm hopeful for you, and if yeah. it ever happens, I'll be a little jealous of you. I know. Yeah, exactly. I know. <laughs> on my um, island for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's um, like my number two, Chris. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Pine is one. I'm. Yeah. Sorry. I think Pine I is my number one too. Yeah, yeah. I'm like into Pine. scruff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I picked that one mostly because, well, I mean, it's amazing and I feel like it gets, gets me like super pumped up. And yeah. I watched it so many times when I was thinking about this list. Uh, and which like, scene from uh, from that it's movie? It's the elevator. The elevator fight. scene? Yeah. Because, yeah. like, Chris Evans also, I know, did most of his stunts, mm-hmm. but he did all of the ones in that particular scene. Oh, interesting. And I watched like him practicing because he like posted videos of what it looked like, and even that was amazing and entertaining to watch. Like yeah. without all of the extra, like the weapons that they end up using yeah. and all of that stuff, it just and looked it amazing. The show him. It was in pre-production because yeah. that one is cut pretty quickly, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's clean. It's yeah. good. Uh, yeah. Some of the other ones, like well. The next mm-hmm. Captain America didn't work for me. Yeah, but yeah that's like super clean. Yeah. yeah. Really, really And when he just realizes what's about to happen and he's I just like, that. before like we get started, would anyone like to leave? And I'm just yeah. like, oh, fuck yeah. yeah. This is so good. <laughs> Remember in Jack Reacher when when Tom Cruise is about to fight those guys? Yeah. And they're like, whatever, little man. He's like, hey, before we get started, just I want to make it clear. You wanted this. Yeah. yeah. And then he just handily owns yep. them. Yeah. It's so good. I do. That is like one of the best moments of that fight scene is the lead up to that fight scene as larger and larger men start getting mm-hmm. into the elevator and his eyes just dart around the elevator like realizing what's happening. Oh, yeah. Well, because he's I like strategic. That. Yes. He's yeah. a military yeah. guy. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I realized that too when I was looking at fight scenes I really like, which one of them got bumped off, but it was the guest and it was the bar fight scene. Oh, yes. But mostly because I love the build up to that fight yeah. scene. And it's just like all of like as they're going into the bar and he's yeah. ordering the drinks yeah. and like the guys come over. Oh, it's so 
Cash good. needs to get us the also, best line in that the movie. the kid he is with, I don't know what that actor's name is, yeah. but his facial expressions throughout that entire movie are incredible. He's really good. Especially in that scene where yeah. he's just like, what is happening right <laughs> yeah. now? Because he thinks of himself as a little bit of a tough guy. Uh-huh. And then when he realizes, like, no, nah, I don't even know. Yeah. No, not even a little bit. <laughs> I yeah. love the way he emasculates a bunch of 18-year-olds yeah. with the drinks he orders uh-huh. for them. And he wasn't Cash even going to order good. them, and then the yeah. bartender insisted. And he's yeah. like, fine, yeah. we'll do this, yeah. and yeah. I'm going to fuck it up. Yeah. But I'll own it. Yeah. I love at the end of that Captain America scene when he kicks his shield up like a skateboard. <gasps> yeah. It's beautiful. So cool. yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. That's really like cool. a cherry on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah. That's a really good, I, I like that one. And that's that's a good example of like, that is a very, like like you were saying, Dan, like a heavily edited fight scene. But it is, it's good choreography and it's leading your eye in the right mm-hmm. places that like that works to, actually. It's such a tight, yeah. you know, it's such a tight place. Uh, in the movie we watched tonight, there was that great scene where it's literal gun foo oh, yeah. in the middle. It's in the back of an armored yep. uh, police uh, prisoner transport yeah. vehicle. Yep. And that is something that you could just lose. Yep. And never once did, did they lose it. No, yeah. They, you know, they yeah. use similar techniques to in Civil War. It's pretty good. Uh, I am going to piggyback right off you there, Dan. And I feel like the best way to start a fight list is with the man himself, Jackie Chan. He's just so good. And I chose the... Wait, can I guess? Please. Drunken Master 2? Nope. Okay. <laughs> I chose the uh, the the bus fight from the beginning of Police Story. Yes, with the umbrella? Oh, yeah. dude. Police Story, it, I think, is still my favorite Jackie Police Chan. Police Story, technically, uh, Super Cop 1. Right, exactly. What we saw with Super Cop was yes. it, is Police, Police Story, Story 2 or 3, three yeah. I think, yeah. Uh, Police Story Rules, it's it's probably my favorite Jackie Chan that ever... I mean, there's like a hundred Jackie Chan movies I've not seen yet. Mm. Um, but of I the, mean, that is just... Yeah. yeah Police Story the, Rules. Of the ones I've seen, it's my favorite. And there's... The whole opening is like amazing, but it all builds to this like chase sort of, but that becomes a fight scene inside of a double-decker bus where Jackie is literally like... He, I don't know how to describe this, but he'll like... He'll be on the roof of the bus, and then he'll swing down to kick a man that's in the bus, but the kick will be so powerful that Jackie's entire body will fly straight through the bus so that he can swing up through the other side of the Mm. bus back onto the roof. It's fucking nuts. And it's a bus Damn. that he only caught because he chases it on foot. Yes. And right when he's about to lose you know, the reaching distance, he leaps and hooks onto the back of it with the end of an umbrella. Yep. And then it drags him wow. for a while oh, yeah. as he climbs up to it. It's beautiful. It's, it's awesome. It's really, really cool. And it's like, it's a Jackie Chan movie from like the, the early to mid 80s. So it's like, if, if you're watching Jackie Chan chase a bus and catch it with an umbrella... It's because Jackie Chan is actually chasing a bus and catching it with an umbrella. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's yeah. no yeah. trickery to it. That's just a thing that Jackie Chan is doing, and they are capturing on camera. The, the only safety device was just hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all they had. <laughs> oh, a police story in particular has maybe the best blooper reel at the end because oh my God. it's not a blooper reel. It is just a reel of all of the injuries that Jackie Chan sustained oh, over the course damn. of is making that, the that one movie. Where he jumps down off of the light fixtures at yes, the mall. Sir. And gets just burnt like crazy. Yeah, it's also the one where you watch him on the first take of a punch break his wrist punching a guy, and then do six more takes with a broken wrist because he's just a fucking madman. Like he's oh, I love it. In the outtakes for Rumble in the Bronx, yeah, he jumps from a bridge onto a hovercraft and breaks his ankle, and then they cut to they're about to do the scene again, and he's got a cast on his foot, but they just put a sock over it that's painted to look like his sneaker, and then he does it again. (laughs) He's fucking crazy. 
That dude breaks his bones and just keeps making his movies. Shit. It's crazy. He's you the need man. to watch some Jackie Chan. You oh, got so to good. watch some Jackie Chan. You should dig up that video, the one where it's Jackie Chan's like the deconstruction of how oh, he shoots yes. things. Yeah. If you see that, you'll become a Chan fan for like mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. yeah. Really good. Uh, this one I will. I picked up because I I think it's the. It's one of the best uses of an environment in a fight scene. Yeah. And it's at the end of Eastern Promises in a bathhouse. I've never seen that. It's oh, great. Man, that's on David my David Cronenberg. Oh, it's on your it list? Is, it is, yeah. Well, okay, we'll, we'll get into it. The, yeah. um, Do it. What Talk I about love it. about it, uh, Viggo Mortensen is completely naked during this fight because he's enjoying his time at a bathhouse. Mm-hmm. I believe it's like a hitman comes in and mm-hmm. they throw down. Yeah. But one of the things that the that Cronenberg is very smart and the sound design is very smart with is it is focused on the idea that this is a wet, slick porcelain environment and so there's not an opportunity to square up and do crisp fighting so it is like a knockdown drag out fight where every slip slide and smash hurts really fucking bad because it's a bathroom Mm -hmm. and it's very effective and you just ache at the end of it it's it's a well done fight i I just put it there for that yeah i looked up uh vigo mortensen's like interview about that particular fight scene which was kind of cool and basically was just saying like he like the towel came off and he was just like yeah it's not feasible to keep a towel on in a like scene at a bathhouse so yeah. like that wasn't gonna happen yeah um and then he he basically like kind of pointed that out where he's like yeah this is a kind of fight that's gonna be awkward and like wet and mm. gross and that is exactly what you it's get a real fight it. yeah it's not heightened mm-hmm. and it's it hurts to watch like yeah interesting. it's never when a punch connects but it's when someone like hits their knee on the ground as they're doing it and you're like god damn it uh, that's also like the last one with the dude getting the um, what's it? The knife in the skull at the end. And oh, you yeah. just hear it. <laughs> so it's a little heightened. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man, that crunch. It's so, so good. good. That movie yeah. rules. It's really I really want to. I have. See that. I haven't read it yet, but I have in my inbox somewhere the original script for Eastern Promises Two that never got made. Whoa. And I want to read it, but I have to revisit the movie. Yeah. You know what's crazy? I think I just heard today. I think I'm right about this. I'm pretty sure they just announced that someone is making that movie, but it's not going to be an Eastern Promises sequel. They're using that script, but it's it's not going to be an Eastern Promises sequel. Even yeah. more of a reason to I'm, read I'm it. I'm almost positive I read that today. Nice. Yeah. I actually have, it's in the same message that I got from my friend. It's that script and the original Nick Cave penned Gladiator Two script, in which Maximus goes into the afterlife and fights demons and yep. shit. Uh, the, the, of course, this new sequel is going to be also that, on the but, docket uh, now. It's also on the yeah. docket. Yeah. yeah. Just fat Maximus. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, are you not entertained? Because I'm hungry. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, but Easton promises, and it's mm-hmm. it, that was when um, Viggo Mortensen was Cronenberg's muse for a couple movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. History of Violence, which is a masterpiece. Uh, was he also in cool. that Dangerous Minds one that he made? A Dangerous as well? Method. Me- it's yeah, him that's what it is. and yeah. Fassbender. Right. Yeah. And uh, Kira Knightley, I believe. Yeah, yeah. that sounds. Right. That was a cool movie. I didn't I see that. that movie. Yeah. Uh. Well, okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go now. We'll we'll that that was uh, I think counted for both of y'all's, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I will. I'm like trying to decide on a few different things here. I, I, okay, so I think I'm gonna bring this one up because I I you guys have probably not seen this. I talk about this movie a lot. I really like this movie. Uh, and since I tried to focus on like choreography, I'm really interested in. That's definitely what this is. There is a movie. Uh, known in the United States as The Return of the Five Deadly Venoms, but in its original title is called The Crippled Avengers. Uh, Very different title. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Equally cri- tasteless movie, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> regardless of what it's called. The Crippled Avengers is a crazy movie. That, I only know YouTube clips. Yeah, it, I really like it. It's very entertaining. It's very weird. It's very strange. Uh, it's about a man... 
It's about a child who gets his arms chopped off at the elbows. His father then builds him metal arms, and they take over the town together. Uh, and because that child was like uh, uh, brutalized in that way and now has these metal arms, he decides to brutalize other people around the town that way while he's taking over the town. So he like cuts this one guy's legs off at the knees. He blinds another guy. He makes another guy deaf. And he, he basically creates this super team of disabled people that then come after him. But the ultimate disability that he creates is, uh, and I, I, I apologize for having to say this and phrase it all this way, but this is the parlance of this movie. Uh, there is an amazing martial artist that's like the rogue fighter that walks into town and is like, what is happening here? I shall avenge you. And he's like a really good fighter. He takes that guy, he puts his head in a vice, and he squeezes it so hard that man becomes m mentally retarded, basically. He becomes like a, like the, the 1960s stereotype of a retarded person. I feel uh, like in a lot of uh, movies from the Far East, yeah. the depiction of retar uh, retardation is heightened and goofy. Yes. And I just wonder if there's a cultural difference in the sensitivity towards that. I mean... Because even something like, I think it was Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance... Yes, has, has that like as well. like a really heightened one. And it's played for humor, but I, it's, I also get the sense that it's played for as, I would understand it, realism. Mm. But I just wonder if that's A, a different cultural reading, and B, if I just don't know if I've ever actually met any South Korean people who are mentally handicapped. Yeah. So I don't know what it looks like. I, I it's also very weird. Now, I, I'm, I imagine this movie isn't intending oh. to touch it with any sort of uh, no. kid gloves. No, you know? there's <laughs> no. The, this movie is just goofy and weird and is making poor choices as far as uh, depicting uh, the mentally handicapped. But I also think representation. Yeah, well, <laughs> but I also to, <laughs> well, to your point though, I think before like ten years ago, we were also depicting oh, people absolutely. like that as well. You There's know, oh, it's there. even yeah. a couple years ago. Yeah. yeah, I was reading a book and I was like, oh, you use this terminology. This yeah. was written in the nineties. Yeah, That's yeah, very weird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but so anyway, that movie has this incredible fight scene. I think in the fin it's close to the finale. That is not as much a fight scene as it's a literal choreographed dance that they're trying to tell you is a fight scene. But it's like they have these, I don't know how to describe it, but they have these enormous rings made of like bamboo and they're using them to fight each other. They've got these, there's like, I think three people and they have these enormous rings and they're like doing the kinds of things you'd see if you were watching like dancers at like a circus you know mm. they're like literally going through the rings in crazy ways and then trying to use them to hit each other but then they'll jump through them and like it it is so choreographed that it ends up looking more like dancing than fighting but it's one of the most beautiful things i've ever seen it's like really really incredible stuff it always annoys me that it feels a little more like a dance than it does a fight because they almost like over choreographed it you know yeah. what i mean um, but it's just like so incredible. Gotta appreciate good career. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, it's just it's awesome, and I just I love that movie. It's such a weird, it's such a weird movie that I that I really love. Watch I think it. it's really fun. It's maybe a little boring. It's like the concept is maybe better than the actual execution, but it's pretty awesome. That's the line that every karate movie yeah. has to walk is it has to be a movie, but it can't be too much movie. Yeah. You know, it is yeah. What it is. Crippled Avengers. Is this me? Yeah. Is that how this goes? Okay. Yeah. Um. At the very end of Snatch, the pikey fight oh, yeah. between Brad Pitt and this other guy, uh, just because of the way that it is shot. Yeah. Um, and at that point, the stakes are pretty well managed where there's enough people, uh, Jason Statham and his buddies, on the side of the ring that have all of their money in on Brad Pitt, the pikey. I forget uh -huh. what his name is. Yeah, I can't you remember. Like Dykes. And yeah. um, 
Oh, dogs. <laughs> but uh, he fights with this other guy, and it's just really well done. It's to the tune of Oasis's Fucking in the Bushes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's just very heightened, but it's very good choreography. And he's, oh, his name's Mickey. He's One Punch Mickey. Mickey, that's right. And in order to sell that this kind of spindly guy is One Punch Mickey, it has to be this perfect just confluence of uh, the way it's shot, the way it's performed, and the way that the sound is done in Guy Ritchie's very, very heightened, uh, very, very present directorial style uh, ends up working working to its benefit. It, yeah. it's, it could have dipped into excess pretty heavily, and even being excessive, it doesn't, and it's just a blast to watch. They they have this great moment where Mickey gets an uppercut and he's up in the air and it's super slow motion where I don't even know how they shot it, where you see his whole body arc backwards yeah. and then he hits the mat and just pff, splashes underwater. It's a whole water kind of thing. Yeah. And then Jason Statham has money on him, does the now nah, we're fucked. <laughs> and then um, you know the music cuts out and then in an instant just whoosh, he snaps out of it and knocks the guy out and all of that filmmaking uh, that they did there rewinds and goes in reverse to him just being conscious and becoming one punch Mickey. Yeah. Oh, it owns. That's cool. So good. And so I haven't while seen it's that in a long intermittent of uh, choreography happening, just everything comes together to really create a moment that all fight scenes are going for. Yeah. So that's the Pikey cool. fight at the end of Snatch. I like that. Boom. What you got, Tori? Also, as you guys are talking, I keep thinking of other movies that I'm Me like, too. oh, this had like such good stuff oh, in yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. That's um, the nature of these lists. Yeah. I know. It's that's so, why we're not strict tragic. anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so this one was one that came in like recently that I kind of totally forgot about, but I was kind of obsessed with this movie for a while. Um, Equilibrium. With oh yeah. Christian I was Bale. thinking about that. Yes. Gun kata. Yeah. Which like, I'm not super big into guns for the most part. Yeah. So the fact that like there was a movie where most of the fight scenes were like heavily using guns, mm-hmm. um, but did it in such a way that was really amazing. And I think I was specifically thinking about the, one of the last fight scenes where, Uh, Christian Bale is like breaking into this um, one particular place and there are all of these like guards that just have these masks on. You can't really see who they are. And he throws like the magazines on the floor and just starts shooting people so precisely. And then like goes and like flips over and gets the magazines to like refill. And it's so good. And they're weighted, right? And they they, like weights Uh that they point up and you can Uh pop. It's so good. good. They're designed to anticipate fight scenes. (laughs) So good. Yep. So good. Oh, he that does is that really one good. Part yeah. Where he cuts a Tay Diggs's face off I with know. the sword. Oh, so good. Yeah, oh, I forgot about that. That uh-huh. was crazy. You're get out of yeah, here without really incident. Weird. He's like, no, not without incident. <laughs> yeah. he cuts Tay Diggs's fucking face off. And oh. like from yeah, like from like the side. I don't. It was like a weird face cut. There's one where they cut it, and then he didn't realize it, and then his face fell off. Yeah, yeah, afterwards. yeah. Uh-huh. Yep, right when that so effect good. was a thing. Oh, that mm-hmm. was key. Yeah. It was right before we learned how to T-bone cars on camera. They kind of do it in, uh, the, uh, what's it, Underworld too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. There was a bunch of that at mm-hmm. one point, yeah. Oh, it's everywhere. That's a good one. Oh, I like that, especially because it's Gunkata, which is just like its own specific mm-hmm. Do you remember what the lore of Gunkata was? No. They managed to calculate what the most likely circumstances in any gunfight were. Huh. Right. So if you memorized Gunkata, it was designed to be the least likely positions to take bullets and yeah. the most likely positions to shoot people. Oh, okay. And they had that great scene in the middle of the movie that was jet black. Yeah. And so he just did Gunkata blindly. So and as cool. the guns were shooting, the muzzle flares illuminate the scene. Yeah. And you see how it's clinically designed yeah. to take everybody out just you know, it's like Boston music. Right, right. They they just designed it with math, mm-hmm. yeah. and therefore it's good. That's what Boston did with yeah. their songs. Yeah. They designed it with yeah. math. 
That's so funny. So good. Uh, all right. This is, uh, I think this is like, this is like the pick maybe I'm most proud of for putting on this list because I'm curious. I, I have a feeling nobody else would put this on their list, but I'm, I'm curious. Maybe somebody else did. I chose the last bar fight from World's End. Edgar oh, Wright's The World's great End. Fight. Nice. It's a really great fight. I almost chose the bathroom fight. I think bathroom fights are almost across the board always great. That's a really yeah. good When we did our episode on that, we focused on the bathroom fight bathroom as the fight. antidote to it's, the Marvel machine. Yes, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. But the reason I chose the bar fight is because the bar fight has the same kind of like really incredible choreography that's captured in that very unique way that Edgar Wright kind of. He, mm. It almost looks like he uses a digital camera within a real scene to like move around it or something. He's like perfect at marrying camera work to yes. pre-production. Yeah. Uh, but what I like about that scene is so it's got that going for it, but then it also has like these very Jackie Chan and even Buster Keaton like moments of I'm pretty sure that's also the fight where Simon Pegg is trying to drink a beer. Oh, while yeah. fighting guys, oh, yeah. and people keep basically punching the beer out of his hand, so he has to and keep. And that's like, a classic Jackie Chan yeah. thing when everyone's reaching for the same yes, thing exactly. on mm-hmm. the table. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's uh, I'm pretty sure that's also the fight where uh, uh, Nick Frost takes two bar stools and turns them into <laughs> power gloves that he then starts punching people with, which <laughs> is just amazing. Really so I gotta good. revisit that. Oh, yeah. I love that that's movie. That's a good flick. And it's got legit great fight choreography. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I want to bring it up because it's like, it's not just me being like cute and like, hey, this comedy movie that I like oh, has no. a good, it's has legit great fight scenes. Oh, Edgar it. Wright is a serious filmmaker. Yeah. 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 You know, he, the, you would think, I mean, he'd be misdiagnosed as making fluff, but he is a serious filmmaker. Oh, yeah. yeah. I lament that we didn't get his Ant-Man. Me too. But I don't give a shit because we got his baby driver. We got driver. his baby driver, yeah. 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 And that movie's True. a yeah. fucking masterpiece. Uh, I l- those fight scenes in, in World's End are great. Yeah. Daniel. Is it me? It is. I did those. The one take boxing match in Creed. Uh, I thought about it. Uh. Oh, I thought it's about it. It's so good. It's so good. Because it's our first time seeing Donnie really fight. Mm-hmm. Um, we have that scene at the beginning where he's fighting in Mexico. In Mexico but this yeah. is the first time that we actually really see him fight. And the camera is interested in showing his reaction to his development as a fighter in fight, as yeah. well as showing us uh, Rocky's development as a ringman, as a cornerman, mm-hmm. for the first time since he failed miserably in four That's right. at throwing in the towel. So there's a lot of weight. And for someone who's just like obsessed with the Rocky series, there's a lot of weight weighted upon this. And for a literal second-time filmmaker in Ryan Coogler who made a non-action-packed, short 80-minute indie film, which was phenomenal. Uh, Before this, it it was just... It was some serious flexing going on uh, with a filmmaker. It was at the time when a franchise needed to absolutely prove that it needed to exist and not just Mm -hmm. could exist and managed to do that so much that we're getting a sequel in a couple weeks. And uh, but it's just so much flair. It's clean. They actually connect. They yep. actually fight each other. None of them acknowledge the camera. The camera doesn't exist in the scene. There's never a point where sweat flicks onto the lens or blood flicks onto yep. the lens. It's real. It's visceral. It feels like every boxing match that I'm chasing when I watch boxing, which mostly sucks. Mm. Yeah, I love boxing, and I very rarely see a good match. This caught that. It's the best fight scene in any Rocky movie. Agreed. And. It's and it's a scene that doesn't have that much influence on the plot as a vacuum. It right. has thematic weight, as I said before, but it's just a an exhibition fight. 
But man, oh man, it is a proving ground for Donnie. It's a proving ground for Stallone. And it is a Rocky. And it's a proving ground for Coogler. Yeah. And it's just really well done. It is mm. all done in pre-production. It is all planned. Uh, and there's there's just simply no editing. It's fantastic. I think one of the things that makes that so remarkable is the how intimate the camera is with the two fighters. Mm-hmm. Because you are legitimately watching two actors actually fight each other. With the camera being as close to them as it is... There's no trickery. They're just punching each other in the just fucking rehearsal. face. Yep. And the the camera is so intimate with them and so close. And what I know about how you make a movie like that, that means there's an entire crew there. That means there might be track there that needs to be lifted up and put back down. Mm-hmm. All kinds of stuff is going on. They can't fuck up their choreography. Yep. They and, can't but look at it the camera. looks like a just very intense, steady fight. Like, that's... Mm-hmm fucking amazing it's it's a really incredible uh, uh piece of work it's awesome and, and it's like uh, that shot is like 12 minutes long or something it's, it's pretty it's long really long i don't know if it's like 12 minutes but it's definitely like it's not it's not possible but they it, did it yeah mm-hmm. it's really yeah. long it's like because it starts way before they actually get to the fight that shot starts backstage mm-hmm. while that while they're like warming up it goes on for a really long time it's it's crazy. That's good. That movie's just rules. Yeah, that movie's really good. It's I love the that movie. Seventh movie in a series, and it's the best one. Yeah. Yep. It's crazy. Crazy. No love lost to Rocky, which is also perfect. But, yes. You know. Yeah. But yeah, I'm seeing that on Thursday. Creed two, like Woo! two weeks. I, I, if I had a plus one, I'd give it. Oh, to I, know. You. I know. They don't give me a plus one Aww. on this one yeah. because it's like, I guess it'll be packed. But we, we saw that together like almost by mistake. He had a plus one, and I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know if I give a shit about a fucking boxing yeah. movie. And then, and then he was we like, cried together. And then we, yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, had a very moving experience in the movie theater with Creed. It's I perfect. need to see it. It's fantastic. Yeah. Have you seen any of the other Rockies? Nope. You literally Watch don't need all to. of them. <laughs> well, here's the thing. You don't need yeah. to. You yeah. just need to see Rocky Four. Yeah. But as someone who loves the Rocky series oh, yeah. deeply, yes. if you can go through all of them and get there, yeah. you will get there. I, there's, there's really only I, one As I get older, I, I cry is, at a lot yeah. of movies. Mm-hmm. But there's no movie that has ever made me cry twice in a row watching it, and except for Creed. Yeah, wow. I've seen that movie four times, and every time by the end, I'm like, God damn it, <laughs> what is happening? I showed it to my parents, and they were like, Yeah, we've maybe seen Rocky, you know. And I was like, yeah. Well, I, honestly, I don't know how much context you need for it. I, I, this has never happened. I mean, we're all like kind of criers. There was not a single second of Creed that was playing that someone wasn't crying. One of the three of us was crying through the entire movie. Oh, I'm going to be a mess then yeah, when I it watch was, it because I'm wild. also a very easy crier yeah. with It's so movies. moving. Yeah. It's so yeah. well done. It yeah. manages to be like relevant to the present day mm-hmm. as well as reverent to a beloved and flawed series. It's so good. It's Fucking great. Michael B. Jordan is just he's so talented. So MBJ. Yeah. He amazing. can lose the B. He, he's my Michael. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Jordan yeah, yeah, yeah. Too exactly. Is, yeah. You can get out Agreed. Yeah. Tori, give us another one. Uh, all right. Well, it's a newer one, so it was kind of hard for me to choose it. But Atomic Blonde, yes. uh, yes. the stairwell fight, yes. specifically. Yes. Um, which that movie, like you know, everyone talks about it, like how it looks, and it does look really great. And like you know, Charlize Theron is super hot in it, but she also gets the shit kicked out of her. Oh, yeah. Like she looks real fucking bad in, by the end. Damage, by yeah. the end oh, yeah. of this she looks scene, rough. specifically. Well, that's why she drinks only vodka and takes giant ice baths. <laughs> I mean, what else are you gonna up? do? Yeah. yeah. Um, which the 
the guy who directed it, David Leach, is that it? Leach, yeah. Which he used to be a stunt person, yes. which I did not know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Charlize Theron's background is in ballet, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was really interesting because oh, she tried that. to do like a decent amount of like the stunts herself. Oh, um, you can tell, yeah. Yeah, which is really impressive. Um, and he also uses this term, which I really like, called uh, consequential action, mm. which is like kind of what he wanted it to be, like showing everything and showing how beat up and how rough and tiring the whole scene looked, which yeah. they totally pull off. And that scene is like also 10 minutes long. It and goes it goes into a, a car chase. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Um, and yeah, that's just a really great one. It's really, really great. Yeah. He, so he is one of the directors of the John Wick movies. Yeah. Um, I did or the first that. one, I guess. Mm-hmm. I love that phrase, consequential action, because mm-hmm. I notoriously fucking hate the Bourne movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, I don't fucking hate them. I actually think the second one, which I always thought of as the worst, yeah. turned out to be my favorite. <sighs> I love the third them. one. I third also one, like the third know, one. Some of them are yeah. better than others. I just, I'm not as sold on the mystique yeah. of Agreed. Bourne and on the image. I think Paul Greengrass is a director with potential, and I haven't seen it because he just makes garbage <laughs> in terms of visual. I, yeah. I, I hate His visualization shit. of stuff is tough. It's garbage. Yeah. And, um, and I want to like him. But uh, consequential action is not something he does. Yeah. And that drives me nuts when in the last one, uh, Matt Damon takes like a 50-pound weight to the head. A dude throws it at his mm-hmm. head and it connects at the top of his skull. And he just shakes it off. Yeah. And that drives me nuts. It gets to the point where I'm like, oh, nothing has stakes. Yeah. We're done. Yeah. yeah. Right. Whereas Atomic Blonde, that movie always has mm-hmm. stakes. And yeah. it's because of that consequential yeah. action. I, I love impressed. that term. Yeah. That's super cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it's not even that hard to sell. Like, you no. could throw that 50-pound weight at his head, and as long as we see just, like, maybe a dent or a bruise, it's like, great, consequences, good, I got it. Mm-hmm. I know what you're saying, yeah, Dan. This, I one, know, but this one's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. that one really but got The reason me. I brought that up, though, is something like Atomic Blonde, there's no human that could go through the amount of pain no, no. and torture that she mm-hmm. goes through it, but we believe it because there are, in it. the moment, yeah. consequences mm-hmm. to each hit. And exactly. Each, you know, exactly, yeah. So that was, the, that was the reason I was... No, no, I, yeah. I know what you mean. It's yeah. just that I think that that weight... No, it's, that one is an it's a little far. It's yeah. fucking lame. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. hate it. It's also it, my favorite thing about the Bourne movies. So what are you going to do? It's like yeah. when someone falls out of a window and a car, quote unquote, breaks their fall. Yes. You know, but that's <laughs> like the Bourne movies are meant to be realistic, whereas yeah. the fast movies are meant to just be wonderful. Y- yes. fantasies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, OK, I, I'm going to throw another one out here. Uh, I'm Man, I keep trying to decide between all these different ones that I wrote down because I have a yeah, bunch I of know. them. Uh, OK, I'll, I'll give this one because I think this is a super recent pick. Uh, and I'm curious if anybody else would have chosen it. This is I chose this one because I think it's a really, really amazing marriage of like legit good choreography with just like my kind of aesthetics, like the aesthetics. I feel like of this I know are, what you're gonna say. It's Star Wars: The Last Jedi, the throne mm-hmm. room battle. Yeah, I fucking love the throne room it's battle. It's on my list. Yeah, I, I think the choreography is really great. It's pr- it. I would maybe argue that the Phantom Menace lightsaber battle is maybe a slight leg up over over the throne room. In choreography. In choreography. Only. In choreography yeah. only. Uh, but the throne room has this, uh, the the pure red. The colors, yeah. Yeah, and the way that those guys are all dressed and it burns away to yeah. just space in the background. I, that scene is incredible. And it's thematically resonant yes. in that it's the time where the two of them, the light side and dark side of the force meet yeah. up and yep. at perfect balance realize, because that's what it all talks about, yes. all the balance of the oh, force. So cool they looking. reach balance yep. and end up becoming unstoppable. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, truly unstoppable. No one yeah. touches yeah. them. Yep. So good. The way they sort of like trade off lightsabers and share uh-huh. moments in the fight, like it's 
The choreography is so good, and it speaks to all the thematic stuff that's actually happening mm-hmm. in the story. I've made peace with this. I will say it. The Last Jedi is far and away the best Star Wars. Oh, I love it so much. Opinion. It's yeah. really amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's better than Empire. Yeah. yeah. And people always go, you know, Empire's the best, but yeah. Last Jedi is my... No, Last Jedi I... is the strongest written movie. Yeah. Yeah. It is the strongest directed. It is everything I love about Star Wars cranked up to 10. Yeah. It's I'm, awesome. I love Star Wars, and the only two Star Wars movies that have made me cry are that and Rogue One. So. Rogue One might be my second favorite yeah. Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Rogue yeah. One it's is really amazing. Great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rogue One is good. Movie. Yeah. With yeah. Donnie Yen. Yes. Oh. Which is oh, the please. guy at the you center do it. Do it. of Whoa. my next list. Yeah. Uh, Iron Monkey. Iron Monkey I've is never of seen the Iron Monkey. Yeah, I haven't it's, uh, seen it Well, it's directed by Yuen Po Wing, who oh, yes. did... The choreography. the choreography for everything you love. The, the Matrix, the, Tiger, Kill Bill the Matrix, movies, right? The Kill Bill movies, every, you know, all of them. Yep. But he directed it, and Iron Monkey has a young Donnie Yen. Um, and actually, both of them are good, but they're of the wire foo yes. subgenre. Yep. Um, Which or Crouching Tiger is kind Crouching of a nod Tiger to, right? Of, that's a mix of wire foo and wuxia, mm-hmm. yeah. but it's not as cryptic as wuxia. It's more blockbustery. Right. Um, Iron Monkey, yeah, is, is wire foo in that people are able to do. Uh, extraordinary things yes the final fight scene takes place on uh, we're in an audio medium and it's going to be tough it's a bunch of pylons sticking up out of the ground so just like poles sticking up Uh, so everybody's standing on them yep and they're all fighting and having to bounce between the poles also uprooting the poles to hit each other with oh cool also some of them are on fire (laughs) and so it is just it is a perfect showcase of what donnie yen is good at and what yuen poing is good at and Iron Monkey is a movie that is very uh, reverent to Jackie Chan in that it is interested in being a circus. It is interested in being funny. It's yeah. interested in being goofy. But the blows hurt. Yeah. And it's just a great fight scene. Oh, I, Iron Monkey, both awesome. of them rule, but um, the first one particularly is pretty excellent. I, when I finally watched the Ip Man movies, I was like so thrilled by them. And it was like very cool to discover that, like, oh, Jackie Chan's not the only guy in this game. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, Donnie Yen is like a worthy successor to him, I think. Donnie Yen, I think, is a little less like Buster Keaton yes. inspired, where he's less interested in larger scale stunts that aren't karate based yeah. and making it goofy. But he's just as uh, charismatic at yes. doing what he's doing. Yeah. You know, he's. Yeah. And he's just like a very capable, like physical actor. You oh, know, yeah. like he does a lot of cool, crazy stuff. He's a good stuff. actor. His, yeah. He does he good is. face yeah. work. Yeah. Um, you know he's not tasked with with speaking another language in this, so it's clean. Yeah. Um, but he, I mean, he's as Rogue One demonstrates, yes. yeah. he's definitely got that down now. Yeah. yeah. And also, if a if I can make a recommendation, no one saw Kung Fu Killer. Oh, it I is didn't. a later no. Donnie Yen movie in which a guy just wants to beat every Kung Fu master to prove he's the best. Yeah. And of course, one of them is Donnie Yen. And yeah. He's got to yeah. stop him. It's a cool movie. It's good. Yeah. All right, cool. So there's cool. a traffic fight that rules. Yeah. Fight it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, well, kind of, kind of along those same lines, I picked Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, which came out in 2000, which means which that my mom also let me watch that movie like pretty soon after it came out on yeah. like VHS or DVD or whatever it was. That was a that pretty time. big DVD when it came out, yeah. I think, because that was like um, early DVD days. Yeah. But I was like then 10 or 11 when right. I first saw that yeah. movie, and there's some like some shit in there that I probably shouldn't have seen. Yeah, but isn't there like some weird like sexual subplots? Like some like yeah. like uh uh yeah, I'm trying to remember. There is like a weird thing with mm-hmm. that in that movie, but I, I can't remember exactly what it is. Yeah. Um I 
picked specifically uh, Michelle versus uh, Zane, which I may have butchered her name, uh, but it's when they're oh, fighting. Zang-Z. Yeah, when they're fighting and there's like all of the weapons behind them. And so Michelle just keeps picking up more and more. And like, I didn't realize until I was like rewatching the fight scene that like there's a lot of humor in that too. Cause at one point she picks up that huge weapon and you see her realize she can't pick it up. And so does Zang, which like she kind of like smirks and realize she can like attack at that point. Yeah. And it's it's just so good. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Is, is that mm-hmm. the one that eventually goes to the rooftops? Or is that earlier on? I think that might be earlier on. It's been yeah. so long since I've seen it. And Same. I think it's yeah. due for a rewatch. Mm-hmm. I might even watch that stupid Netflix sequel that they did, but I don't know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, Michelle Yeoh is totally legit. Yeah. Oh, she's and, awesome. And she's great in Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, is she, she has to play like oh, the stern I heard it's mother. So good. And it's it's just like honestly, what's cool about Crazy Rich Asians is that it's just a very good rom com. Yeah. Yeah. It just looks different because it's a it's to a new demographic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh it's it's is it's just a great classic yeah. style rom com. It's very funny. Mm. But she's awesome uh, at it. I would love awesome that. Awesome at it. There's like a Pi Gao scene, and I don't know how they play Pi Gao. Yeah. I don't understand how that's played. But I believe that's the game. And her and Constance Wu have like, you know, like a poker, like back and yeah. forth. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, I'm sizing you up. And it's great. Yeah. She's awesome. I think it's Mahjong because I've just heard a lot Mahjong. of people talk about that scene. Which one's Pai Gao? I don't know. It but might I, be Mahjong. But I think I, think I know Mahjong's that that correct. scene is Mahjong. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I've Mahjong. heard a lot of people talk about that They're scene. They're playing Popomatic Bubble Trouble. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah I don't yeah, get it. Yeah. I don't understand that game. Yeah. But, um, I only know Mahjong because of the uh, the Windows ninety five Mahjong oh, app all that you the can time. play. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, wasn't that Taipei? Oh, was it the one where you have to click the ones that match? Yeah, that was Taipei. Is that Taipei? Yeah, Mahjong something different. It's no, that that is Mahjong. Is it? Yeah, it's the tiles. I yeah. thought so. Mm-hmm. Huh? Right on. Yeah. Well, I don't know how they play it in this movie. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it is. Well, there it is works. a competitive way to play it. Yeah, I just yeah. I don't know it. Yeah. It was, it's like in Casino Royale. I don't know how to play Hold'em. Oh, I watched that last night. But when they were playing yeah. that card game mm-hmm. with Jeffrey Wright, so, yeah. good. so good. It gets you there. And so <laughs> Crazy rich Asians, guys. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Uh, okay, so I guess this is my my last choice, right? Yeah. And then we can just all toss out all of our, our all of the other ones we wrote down. Uh, I think I'm going to pick. Uh, okay, I'll go with this. Um Dan, you're probably familiar with this. I don't know. I don't know if you will be, Tori. I, the staircase scene from the Protector. The protector. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so it, the Protector is a Tony Jaw movie mm-hmm. about a man whose elephant gets stolen from him uh, and taken to Australia, That's where it's being bullshit. sold the most to the common circus. Line in that movie is quite literally, "Give me back Give me my, my elephants." <laughs> Fair. Do you remember what his elephant's name was? No. Corn. Corn. That's right. <laughs> With a K. With a K. With a K. It's corn. Um. Boom. <laughs> I forgot he did that until the moment my uh. mouth made that yep. sound. Oh, yeah. That's a whole thing that he does. There's definitely a corn song where that's the focus that's of the song. Thing. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Oh, man, corn ruled. Yeah. <laughs> I was totally into Oh, I saw them oh, in concert in 2004. Oh, were they awesome? So it was amazing. Oh, was it the Issues so Tour? Uh, no, it was Project Revolution, so oh. they actually opened for Linkin Park. What? Oh, shit. I also, regret Snoop not Dogg, being able to see Linkin Park. Yeah. Oh, Linkin Park was good back in the day. I yeah. like. Oh, I still like Linkin Park. Yeah. I just I, I lament that I'm not going to be able to see them live yeah. anymore. I know. Yeah. I did see Snoop Dogg. And it was at Bonnaroo, and there was a point where he was leading the crowd, and they chant, "Fuck that shit, fuck!" And it was one of those I was tripping very hard, and I looked over at my buddy, and we both had like a silent moment of, "We're amongst twenty five thousand people screaming, fuck that shit right now." <laughs> yeah. 
Right on. Yeah, Fuck yeah, that yeah, shit. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And then I left and saw the Beastie Boys instead. And they oh, were incredible. Yeah. That's a great they were incredible. So That's another one you can't see again. I yeah. Know. I got I got picked on by all of my friends because they went to see David Byrne and I went to see Beastie Boys, and it turns out I was right. Oh, you <laughs> were absolutely right. They were so good. Yeah. <sighs> Mario and the I wish I could fucking wax. Amazing. So good. What are we talking about? <laughs> oh, uh, uh, the protector. Staircase. Like corn. Staircase. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's trying to find corn. He's trying to rescue his corn. Uh, and there's this amazing he scene. Screams, corn! And it's the one word that's the same in whatever language he's yep. speaking. <laughs> and that, so he's just like screaming shit. Then he, corn! Yeah. And uh, the only English he knows how to because the movie is like his elephant gets taken to Australia, I think, where it's trying to be like sold to the circus. I think it's Australia. Something like that. But it's an English speaking country. So like the movie is this foreigner who ends up in an English speaking country. And quite literally, the only English he knows is, Where is my elephant? <laughs> he just screams that over Which, and to be over fair, again. That's the extent of Tony Jaw's dramatic acting yeah. capability, so it's actually fine. Yeah, yeah. We'll leave it at that. It's a real crazy movie, mm-hmm. but it's got this amazing one take scene where he's in this restaurant where it's a little hard to describe in an audio medium, but like the the way the restaurant is designed is it's a multi-level restaurant, let's say like five floors or something, and there's just a like walk, as opposed to a staircase or something, there's like a walkway that's on a steady incline. It's a just, spiral walkway. Yeah, like a spiral that just goes all the way up around the sort okay. of outer wall to the top. So there's just this one-take fight where Tony Joss starts at the bottom and fights every single human he comes into contact with as he goes all the way to the Damn. top. And it's like one take that probably takes like five or six minutes. It takes like it's a really long thing as he's just climbing and climbing and climbing and fighting and fighting and fighting to the point where he's so tired that you can by the end of it, you can see stuntmen sort of throwing themselves into the things that he's doing. That's ultimately why it didn't make my list. Yeah. Is because it's impressive. To, and to the point where he's throwing people off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're falling down to the bottom and the camera's following them. Yeah. But like at the bottom, the you know, the uh choreography is real crisp. And yeah. by the top, it's just like block, punch. Yeah, it's Aww. very Throw. yeah, you can tell and how exhausting it is. It's cool because yeah. it speaks to how tired he is. But it's uncool because, at least in my estimation, because the people taking the brunt of it do have to oh, kind of throw themselves into it. Oh, they're overdoing it, yeah. Although, in hindsight, like that's also a lovable thing about yeah, it. Yeah, I kind of really love is, that about it's it. It's impressive. It's yeah. really impressive. It's really cool. It's just such a... The choreography itself is like maybe not the coolest, but it's just like a very cool one-take It's fight, ambitious. And yeah, 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 yeah. Do you remember the last fight scene in that movie? No. He gets to where his elephant should be only to find that they killed his elephant. <gasps> and now the elephant's skeleton is just on display. Oh, fuck. So he takes the bones of his skeleton's That's elephant right. and fights a whole bunch of dudes and beats them to death with the like femurs of his elephant. Yeah. Oh, that makes me so sad. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. That it's movie's cool. really cool. That movie even has one of those scenes where he punches people and then it zooms into like an animated version of their That's skeleton right. snapping yeah. as his fist Damn. punches it, yeah. which is a classic kung fu technique, but done well there. Protector and, rules. And the protector is the one that was also, correct me if I'm wrong, it was like made in the original Triple X era and there's like a lot of extreme sports fighting within it too. 
I don't remember, but it's that makes I sense. I feel like there's a it fight scene in the right. protector where there's just like guys on dirt bikes around him and he's like kicking yeah, them off of right. them and stuff. Oh, he does that move where someone's coming at him with a dirt bike and he does a flip over it and pulls them pulls off, them by off their of their helmet. It. That's yeah, right. you're yeah, right. Yeah, 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 I think it's that movie. Yeah. There's a scene where he goes into a place where there's just like animal testing going on and oh, these yeah. people have no weight on the larger story, but he just sees all of the animals in cages and goes nuts and just kills everybody. Yeah. It's Hell fucking yeah. crazy. It's really cool. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's fun so movie. Good. Yeah. There's a yeah, Tony Jaws like worth digging into a little bit because mm-hmm. he, he had he made like three or four like really awesome movies. My number one do it is Ungbok Two, the sequel Hell? to Tony yeah. Jaws breakthrough film Ungbok, which if you remember the original trailers for Ungbok was literally just Riza yelling about the movie to his friends. <laughs> yeah, that's and right. then a couple scenes from it, which worked for me. But <laughs> Ungbok Two has another like giant final act where it's like 25, 30 minutes of just a village of samurai and ninjas and all that, and Tony Ja is just, like, plowing them down. <laughs> but there's a dude who's dressed as a black crow, not the not the two-out-to-handle band, a yeah. literal black crow who's, like, his enemy, and they fight, but they fight on top of elephants, and there's elephants moving that oh, they're yeah. jumping to and from. The choreography is unreal. The imagination on it is unreal. It is brutal and relentless, but it's poetic and beautiful in the way that uh, you know the Crouching Tiger would be. And I always said, until I saw The Raid, the best martial arts scene I have ever seen, bar none, is the final act of Ong Bak 2. Um, so yeah, Ong Bak 2. Is that the beginning? That's like the prequel Ong Bak movie? I don't remember. Do I have that right? I think it is. Probably. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I have no I clue. I think. I mean, it would make sense. The Ungbok yeah. movies are only related in title. They right, don't actually right. have any yeah. characters that carry over. Yeah. Because um, if you remember, Ungbok is not the name of any character. Right. In the original Ungbok, that's the statue that the people stole that he has to get back. That's right. And that's it's, it's like his and Ungbok is like a modern set movie, but Ungbok 2 is like in the past, it's ancient, right? Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, samurai, yeah, yeah. there's yeah, ninjas, yeah, there's yeah. all that. But it's just, it, it's phenomenal. And it's relentless, mm-hmm. but... Not relentless like what we just watched tonight where it's brutal. Yeah. It's just this constant flowy... They just really nail it. Ungbak 2 is is a treasure. Yeah. Ungbak 3 is garbage. <laughs> Ungbak 2 is a treasure. And and it's Tony Jaw directing, I believe. So it's, oh, yeah. I it's, think that's true. You know, it's when Jackie Chan directs himself, there's nothing better. Yeah. And so it's sort of that same thing. Ungbak 2. Yeah. You got more to go? I feel like I think I already did my five. five. I thought yeah. so, too. Well, that's great because we're about to hit the two-hour mark, so I think we should just run through real quick other stuff that we had on our list. So. Scott Atkins versus Andre Arlovsky in Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning. Uh, I, I haven't that seen fight that scene yet. We yeah, I that. know. Remember? That was wild. It's um, so good. Old Boy, one-take hammer fight down the oh, hall. Oh, fuck. so good. I thought Beautiful. about that. Bloodsport, final fight with uh, JCBD versus Chong Lee. It's very goofy. It's a very yeah. silly movie. But the last scene, uh, uh, the bad guy throws like pepper into... Uh, uh, jcvd's eyes yeah and so he can't see and he does this whole like eh, yeah. <laughs> it's very goofy but learns how to fight by hearing which is a lot of fun okay uh they live keith david yep. versus yeah. that was the you one i was that. gonna bring up as a maybe a beat down more than a fight yeah. but yeah it was, yeah it was hard put yeah. on the glasses yeah. drunken master 2 the coal mining fight so good his legs on fire yep um, Batman versus the goons in Batman versus Superman. Oh, sure. And the plane fight from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, yeah. That he's getting a beat down, but then uses his mind and uses his wit and intellect to let the guy get chopped up by a propeller. That's, That's right. beautiful. That is they good. tried to copy it in Temple of Doom with the rock mm, smashing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I think they succeeded because I'm a Temple of Doom apologist, yeah, but... Yeah. The the Beatles of that is the, the propeller Beatles scene. Of that. That's the Beatles of it. They did it first. 
You have any honorable mentions you want to bring Um, up? Yes. Uh, First is just like a personal favorite. Uh, Fellowship of the Ring, Aragon versus the main Urukai uh, Mm. at the end, defending Mm -hmm. Boromir. Oh, yeah. Um, What's the Urukai? The the main one. What's his name? Lurtz? Is that it? Um, Can you describe it? I haven't seen this in forever. The Urukai is like the bigger one. So there's the orcs, and then the Urukai are like the large. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, Yeah. so like Boromir gets like all those arrows in the chest, and he's about to finish him off, and Aragorn jumps out of nowhere and eventually cuts his head off and uh i like like used to do that scene like (laughs) i love lord of the rings so much Um, he's so good in those what's his name orlando bloom yeah yeah yeah. because he looks all like fey and weird but like he fucking he grinds on elephants with the shield (laughs) there's some great stuff in there awesome Yeah. yeah Uh, I also have uh, Serenity, uh, just because those oh, fight yeah. scenes are dope. Yeah. Um, specifically, the one that's in the bar. Yes. Uh, yeah, where she just starts kicking the shit out of people randomly. I really love. Is she like doing shit? Summer Glow is her know. name, I believe. She, she I was know. so she good was in that. So and great. She, she was on that Terminator TV she show. She was. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of Chronicles, yeah. which was mm-hmm. fucking good. And um, that was a show I watched, mm. but that was all I remember. She was in his other show about the cloned lady. Dollhouse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I think she okay. had a role in that. But yeah, I don't know. She I don't She know. was great. I yeah, want to see her again. I know. Summer Glau. She rules. Yeah, yeah. she was cool. Um, Princess Bride, the uh, fight <laughs> between Carrie Elwes and um, uh, Mandy Pitagin. Mandy Pitagin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's so good. The so dialogue good. in that scene is amazing. Um, and then the last one was one that I have not... Well, actually, Upgrade was one that I wrote down just because that was recent and Yo. that was really good, which I thought you were actually going to pick. Upgrade rules. Uh, and That's then, a perfect marriage of direction and yeah. choreography and acting. It looks yes. amazing. His acting is unreal to so be good. uncontrolled and resistant yeah. to yeah. it. Yeah, it looks Real so cool. cool cool yeah um and then finally it was one that i didn't see so i didn't feel like i could pick it uh it was the early 2000s punisher movie oh yeah uh, there's that scene between Warzone. him and the russian uh where there's like that like really like well-known Wait, italian song playing in the background and he's just like this giant blonde russian dude is like that's kicking the, the shit out of him. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah oh that um, was good that is a it's like a in the hallway scene. of his apartment right uh-huh. yeah yeah it's amazing does he cool. oh no i'm thinking of no am i does he have him upside down at one point and snap his head on the floor? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was because that I think that also happened in Kiss of the Dragon yeah. with Jet Li. Oh yeah, he does yeah. that to a guy. He also and it's walks a big through Russian dude. one of the walls. Yeah. And just like to get him in the next room. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Yo, but you don't fuck with Tom Jane. No. Mm-mm. Uh, well, one I thought of mid episode here uh, is a movie you and I did on the show, Dan. That fight scene in Hannah with oh, Eric Bana. Yeah. Which that. is awesome. Have you ever seen Hannah? No, I haven't. Hannah, Hannah is a perfect yeah. movie. Yeah. It's a perfect oh, okay. movie. Rocks. Wow. And Eric uh, Banner. Joe Wright. Yeah, Joe Wright. Eric Banner does this awesome one take fight scene in a parking garage that fucking rules. It's a solid like three and a half to five minutes somewhere it's in real there. Good. It's real good. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So, some other stuff that I, I ended up not bringing up the club scene in the original John Wick. Where it's the most pop tarty thing you've ever seen in your life. I didn't bring it up because it's mostly gun stuff as opposed to. He has a great move that they do with the gun where he like shoots a bunch of people yep. and then he hits a guy and stuns him, empties yep. his clip, loads it, and then puts yes. it into his face yeah. while the guy's stunned. Yep. Real good. Uh, just love, you know, I love those pop tarty scenes. The oil fight from the transporter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen the transporter? No. Give him perfect traction exactly. for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> There's an amazing scene where Jason Statham is fighting a room full of guys. It's in a bus station. I don't know why. They're sure. in like a bus station. Yeah. He's 
fighting. First transporter rules. It's great. The rest are garbage. Yeah, that but first the first one rules. is so good. He like beats a bunch of them up in a bunch of crazy, funny ways. He the first thing that happens is two guys approach him. They start fighting, and the first thing Jason Statham does is let them take his shirt off so that he can then use his shirt to twist them up and prevent them from fighting him wow. more. This makes him shirtless, which is also good. He then uh, has to fight like 20 dudes and just knocks these oil barrels mm-hmm. over, covers himself in oil. Purposefully so that, rolls around yeah, in purposely it. Purposely rolls around it so nobody can grab him. Nobody can Shit. get any grip on him. Starts using his weird slippy nature to like fight a bunch of guys. Weird the, slippy nature. Then sees a bicycle. <laughs> Every once in a while you hit like a piece of poetry like Pop-Tarts yeah. or Yo-Yo of Death. Yeah. But Jason Statham having a slippy nature might be the king. That is, it, that's exactly what his, his whole weird thing is. slippy nature. He was an Olympic diver. Yeah. Not Olympic or just high-ranking diver. Yes. Yeah. Why wouldn't he have a slippy nature? It's But the best part of the whole thing is once he's all slippy in his slippy nature... <laughs> He sees a bicycle, runs over to the bicycle, and just, like, I don't know how to describe it. It's a a fixed gear bicycle. So that means that the pedals have the things that strap over your feet that are on there. And he, like, puts his feet in and stomps down so that they snap off. So that he's got these two bicycle pedals on his feet, and then he can walk on the oil that everyone else is sliding around in. perfect traction. Don't ask questions. Wow. But he's also kicking people in yeah. the face with pedals, which makes it hurt. And he's more. also yeah. kind of doing ballet. I don't know if you well, remember, they're, but they're he's like, like sliding yeah, around yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Corey oh. Ewan, another very good uh, uh, choreographer, choreographer, directed that movie. It oh, he a directed job. it. Yes. Interesting. I that movie's great. Uh, I have all three of these fights in the raid too: the kitchen fight, the prison fight, and the hammer fight. Oh. All from the raid two. All amazing choreography. Uh, I also have the Reflections of the Soul Museum exhibit from John Wick 2. Do you remember that scene, Dan? Oh, yeah. With all the crazy mirrors and stuff? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so good. That was super cool because he was going after the badass uh, assassin lady. Yes. She was trying to find uh, uh, Ruby Rose's character. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, uh, I was actually wrong. Corey Ewan co-directed with Louis Leterrier. Oh, right. Yeah, that's right. Leterrier, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, co-directed, so I imagine he was more in charge of the choreography. Pre- yeah, definitely. Uh, the Vivica A. Fox fight in the beginning of Kill Bill Volume One, so oh, good yeah. is mm-hmm. I love it because that to me is like the almost like the height of fight choreography in the sense that the fight choreography itself is really great, but so is the camera choreography. The way he's editing and cutting together those shots and getting like her foot like scraping back across the carpet with glass oh, yeah. under it and stuff mm-hmm. like. So slow mo on the serial kick, yes, or the mug kick. Sorry, the, yep. with the serial gun. But that's also another one too, where this is where Tarantino is a master. Yeah, is that at that point we don't really know anything about either of them. Mm-hmm. But by the end of that scene, we know exactly, not exactly like in terms of literal, but we know exactly how they feel about one another, yeah. and exactly what yeah. it took to get them to where mm-hmm. they are, even yep. if we don't know what specifically that is. That should be impossible. That's so it's good. So good. I love that fight. Uh, and my last one is one that I've I've never seen this movie, but I've seen this fight on YouTube a million times, and I wanted to bring it up because it's so good. Um, there's a movie called Yes, Madam. Have you ever heard of that or seen that? No. It stars Michelle Yeoh and Cynthia Rothrock. Cynthia Rothrock was like an American woman who was actually a really good martial artist in like the late 80s, early 90s. There's this amazing fight where the two of them fight like a room full of dudes that is, it's such great choreography. It's really, really fun. It reminds me a lot of Jackie Chan type stuff. Um, it, Dan, it's so worth looking up on YouTube when we're done here. Michelle Yeoh and Cynthia Rothrock. Yes, madam. I'm looking up Cynthia Rothrock because her name sounds familiar, but yeah. I'm looking through her her uh, filmography and I don't see anything yet that I that I recognize. It's she was in a lot of these kind of like low rent, low budget like 
fight movies because she was just like a decent um, uh, martial artist. She was in Irresistible Force with Stacy Keach. Yeah. Um, Rage of Honor 2. Yeah. Oh, I mean, just scream that she was in Lady Dragon. I know. Uh, Lady see, Dragon. I don't know Lady Dragon. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she was Lady Dragon. It's, Kathy Gallagher. Yes, Madam is her and Michelle Yeoh, and there's this really awesome like five minute fight sequence from it that floats around Twitter all the mm. time, and I've seen it a bunch of times, and it's really worth checking out. I really want to watch Yes, Madam because it's like such a cool mm. scene, and it's just two ladies doing like really great badass choreography against just like Better a room full fight. of dudes. It's it's great. Yeah. Uh, so the night comes for us. I fucking really enjoyed that movie. Yes. She's also in a movie called Female Reporter. <laughs> Rothrock stars as Cindy, an American FBI agent who travels to Hong Kong to arrest a criminal newspaper editor, Ronnie Dak. Filmmaker Ronnie Yu oh. plays him, who went on to direct Jason X. Yeah, that's right. And Formula Fifty One. Wow. Um, not Jason. Not Jason X. Sorry, Freddy versus Freddy Jason. Freddy versus Jason. Yep. And um, Warriors of Virtue. Uh, who prints counterfeit money using the newspaper, and then we run out. I don't want to click it, so yeah, that's fair. All fair. Uh, it's directed by Hoi Mang, but he was credited as Hoi Man. Yeah, just Holy saying. Man. Fair. Uh, we're at the two-hour mark. Let's wrap this up. Yeah, let's do uh, this. three I, hours really. Two, 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 two. Okay. two. Uh, <laughs> Damn. Yeah, you were like, "Wow, I lost a lot of time talking about Something the night happened. comes for us." I had two shots of whiskey. That should not be enough to have blackouts. But yeah, who knows? Yeah, yeah. Who knows? I'm getting older. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I really like the night comes for us. I thought it was a ton of fun. I think people should watch it. It's on Netflix. You already have it. Yep. You can oh, yeah. just watch it right now. I think this is a movie that will obtain value in because uh, it's great to watch and engage with. Yeah. But I think it'll obtain value as you leave it on in the background and dip in and out and totally. realize how many of the small moments that wash over yeah. you are actually really good filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'll have it on again. I was a pretty but, big uh, fan. I, yeah. I actually really liked it. Mm-hmm. it. You know, it's as these movies go, it's not a great movie, but it's a really fun, cool one. Oh, I mean, so as these watch. movies go, I think it's on the higher end. Of oh, things, oh though, you, actually, you're doubt, right. You know? If I'm using that phrasing as movies go, yeah. it's definitely one of the better ones. Yeah. It's just that these movies typically are just of a different scale. Yeah, they're, they're a little shallow. Ten- they tend to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but are just like cra- craft wise. But English excellent. patient doesn't have anybody, you know, fighting yeah. bones with yeah. bone saws. So, this you know, is you got to weigh that that was, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, I end on this. This is Director's why. cut of the English patient <laughs> yeah. has a great meat room fight. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. I mean, there's this whole section of the cave they don't even show. Yeah. You yeah. Know? yeah. Like... The director's like, well, we had this great meat fight, <laughs> but we just, it kind of like slowed it. Well, it actually sped everything up, but the pacing was weird, yeah. so it just mm-hmm. had to go. Yeah. So we decided, you know, brooding and fa-fa-fa was the way to go <laughs> instead of a. <laughs> we wanted so to get good. that plain. Yeah. Love it. All right. Uh, I've never even seen the English patient. What you should be neither. Yeah. Yeah. You should plug your stuff. Close it up, Tori. Uh, sure. Stuff. Yeah. Uh, check us out. Butter with that. Um, we should. We usually post uh, every Friday a new episode. Um, iTunes, SoundCloud. Um, I think we might be on Google, whatever that is now. Play, Yeah, I think, I think that's it. Yeah, yeah. sure. Um, I don't handle that part. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, we're also on like social media, so we're, we should be on Twitter, uh, but we're definitely on Instagram and Facebook. And um, yeah, come listen. You should. Uh, I really like your show. It's very fun. Thank you. It's a great addition to the Philly film podcast world. It's crazy. There's quite a scene happening. It's, 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 it's awesome. happening. I know. That's. It's I'm awesome. happy to bring you guys into the fold by guesting on our show. Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter and uh, Letterboxd and all those places at Filmadelphia with an F. Uh, I still review every movie I watch over on Letterboxd. I'm, I'm almost at like 750 reviews wow. on Letterboxd. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, it, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Cinema76.com, farsightedblog.com. Uh, my buddy Kevin has been reposting some of my Letterboxd stuff over on his site, thatentertains.com, if you want to check that out. 
he just posted a couple of um, Steven Soderbergh reviews for me, so go check those out. Uh, and uh, oh, you know, I I, um, I wrote something about the Psycho series uh, for Cinema oh, Seventy Six. Very, very good. good. Thank yeah, you. That was yeah. very good. Uh, yeah, I was really proud of it. So um, you can check that out on uh, cinema76.com. Uh, it's, a, it's a really fun... Now that we've done all the Psycho movies here, I wrote a, tried to defend it as the, uh, the, the great horror franchise. It's pretty great. Uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, and pretty it's great. really fun. Uh, so yeah, check us out there. Uh, Dan Scully on Twitter, Letterboxd. I'm on Cinema76. I recently did some film festival coverage for Findy.com. Um, there's going to be more of that coming. I got some words about Bodied coming out that I'm real Ooh-hoo. excited about. And... Um, I think that's everything, right? And yeah, that's everything. I like to movie. Yep. I like to movie movie New on America all of the stuff that you do. America two, America. What am I saying? <laughs> it's very late. Aramaic two. It's Aramaic two. It's written in the uh, same language as yeah. Jesus's speech. Uh-huh. It's yeah. a whole thing. Yeah. It's very easy um, to find. Yeah. Yes, yeah, very easy to find. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's all on scrolls. Yeah, it's. There's <laughs> <laughs> a stone tablet you can find us on if you need us. It uh, is. It is wild. Yeah. I, I have to throw this out there. I don't know if you'll ever get a chance to see this, but I need everybody to hunt down Diamantino. Find I really want to see this. It is like the hardest I've laughed in. And now, granted, I ate some weed before I went in, but like, <laughs> it's it's very, very, very funny and very smart. And I'm like just mad for it. I'm I really want to see this movie. So please check that out if you can get your hands on it. And you can get your hands on Burning. And Burning oh, yeah. is one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. Uh, is that so, the one with, um, oh, what's his name? Walking Dead, yes. Yeah, Stephen um, Yen, do I have that right? Sure. I think and that's right. <laughs> I forget his name. I don't watch Walking Dead, but yeah. he's wonderful in it. This movie's fucking crazy. So, yeah? Yeah. All right. It's a slow burn. Yep. Not to be confused That's with cool. the burning. Not not the burning. No, different movie different entirely. Movie. Yeah. And Paris is burning. Another story entirely. Yeah. But just burning. Mm. Um, yeah, I've heard it's definitely great. check those out. Those were like the highlights of the here. festival. Cool. Yeah. That's, I'm looking forward to Bodied as well. Dude, Bodied is Justin so Con rules. fucking funny. Yeah. So good. I'm I'm excited about it's that. It's written by a battle rapper. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's tight. I'm very interested in that. Uh, all right. Let's wrap this up. Yeah. My name is Garrett Smith, and I like to movie movie. Whew. Oh, man. My name is Dan Scully. I am very tired, but I also indeed do like to movie movie. Uh, this is Tori Potenza, and I also like to movie movie. <laughs> there we go. And we all know that you like to movie movie oh, because I'm yawning. we <laughs> like to movie. We like to movie. Uh-huh. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. Bone time walk, whatever. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>